isn't it about time for somebody's favorite radio program? Yes, yes, yes. I got a little change in my pocket going jingle-lang-a-lang Wants to call you on the telephone, baby I give you a ring But each time we talk You're listening to Tony Bruno, unfiltered, uncensored, unintelligible. <laughs> I know him. I know him. Here is Tony Bruno. Uh, you thought I was going to say good afternoon, everybody, didn't you? Was that Robin? I know. Sorry, it's I can't. I just realized I couldn't fade. <laughs> wow, I can't fade that out on this program. Just bring this baby up yeah, here. I know. And sorry. let me do a nice, good, smooth transition. Oh, I got. I got. I'll, I'll do that right now, Robin. I'm. I'm, I'm an upstairs. I just came down. We're I know. We've. All... And by the way, I've not been watching. So if you want an update on the impeachment hearings on this show. Uh, you're not going to get it. Yeah, you're not going to get it here. I have not watched a second of it, although I've been laughing all morning at how people can see the same thing and then decide completely differently of what they're watching. So you can decide for yourself whatever you want. It's a game show. It's whatever you want it to be. You know, impeach this. But we have more important things to do on this show. That's right, then, dog and pony shows. People are more upset that the that the, the Plinko game isn't on. Do you realize every television network's covering this impeachment dog it's and pony nice. show? It's crazy. And so more people are upset that The Price is Right isn't on and all the other assorted daytime TV stuff. So you watch it if you want. I've been through two impeachments. I was there as a young reporter at the age of 21 watching the Nixon impeachment. I was there as a 45-year-old reporter watching the Clinton impeachment in 1998. And let me just tell you, as an American citizen who's seen this stuff and as a member of the media who's seen this before, just based on what I've seen, and I try to rely on legitimate news sources, not people on Twitter, you know, who are watching stuff and are rooting for one side of This isn't a game show. It's, it's actually a joke. Game shows have, to have more credibility. I jokingly tweeted right before he came on here today, Robin, on Twitch TV, Bruno Nation Live, they should just bring Judge Judy in. She's the highest paid judge in the world. Bring her in, sit down for 30 minutes, get this shit show over with, and give a verdict. Right? Agreed. Judge Judy will get this thing solved, but people are going to be sitting around. And if you want to sit around your TV all day, every day for the next week, knock yourself out. We have even more important news than an impeachment joke. In fact, if you want to see how the impeachment works in real life here in Philadelphia, I recommend you get a parking ticket. It's $26 to get a parking ticket. But if you get a parking ticket and you think you've been wronged, then go to the PPA court and go sit there. The PPA court and the United States Congress, the House Intelligence Committee, are conducting their business about the same way. Or maybe go to Korea or China and watch how they uh, adjudicate things that are supposed to be heinous crimes. And then watch the Congress of the United States of America and tell me that this is somehow 
what America is all about. It's a joke. And again, you could you could watch, you could root, you could sit there with pom poms, you can do whatever you want. Bottom line is, this is not how America works. And I'm not taking sides. I don't know whether Trump's guilt. I know. I, I know. I do know this. I know the president is not guilty of extortion or quid pro quo or any of the other stuff. Just like he wasn't guilty of the other stuff. You get if you give me evidence that he committed a crime, then I'll be right there with you. But right now, this is all bullshit. This is all a dog and pony show. And that's not a I'm not a right winger. I'm not a Republican. I'm somebody who looks at this. I've seen Watergate and I've seen the Clinton impeachment hearings. Trust me. You have to be a a hardcore leftist demagogue or a hardcore right winger to be watching this and seeing two different stories. I don't watch it as a right-winger or a left-winger. I'm not watching it at all. It's an utter waste of time. But the biggest story right now, we have actual breaking news. And it's not from politics. It's from sports, which is primarily what this show is about, but we talk about everything. Robin, the breaking news from New York City, ladies and gentlemen. The CEO of the New York Jets, Mr. Chris Johnson told the media today in New York that Adam Gaze, the head coach, Uh, yes, the head coach of the New York Jetropolitans, will not only not be fired during this season, he will not be fired after the season. And if you want to talk about an impeachment inquiry or getting the people in New York City who are Jets fans or media members fired up, this is the story that will fire up New York today. The Jets are not only going to get, you know, again, I I don't care whether they fire him or not. I don't have any. Gosh, I'd like to help you, Peter, but uh, I've got to go out in the hall and chew on the back of my ass for about five minutes. I did that earlier this morning, and trust me, it does uh, make you feel better after you chew on your own ass for a couple of hours and get ready for a show. I got your phone number. That's all I need, money. That's right. That's all you do need. The the, the phone number is 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. No impeachment garbage here. But I guarantee you right now, New York Jet fans, New York media fans, not even fans, this is the big story in New York today. It's not about impeachment. It's about the New York Jets CEO coming out today. Even though the Jets are going nowhere this year, and Sam Darnold has an upside, and the Jets do have some good players, what this message does that send to the fans of the Jets who are, like, thinking, you know, Adam Gaze is on the hot seat. He really hasn't – the players don't like him. Whatever you want to say about them. The, the results haven't been there. I know they had injuries, but every team has injuries. And so for the CEO of the Jets to make a statement today that Adam Gaze is safe for the rest of this season and will be back again next season in 2020, again, you have to really, 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 really – be pissed off today it's just incomprehensible why would he have to come out and say that today you talk about putting more pressure on your team i know it's weird so i don't that's ridiculous and of course the other big story gabe kapler ladies and gentlemen he's gonna have to uh get that they're gonna call you know what they're gonna call him now is the uh, apparently the new manager of the san francisco Igante. yeah so he didn't get to go down to Mexico and get a natural tan. No, for very he's going to have to. I mean, he he's just... going to have to now. You know, because I love San Francisco, but he's going to have to find a his own personal tanning bed now. Yeah. 
If you I mean, want to even be, in San Francisco, it's cold at this it, time. Yeah, it's it's it's. The, I told you the uh, right now. No, it's actually warmer now in San Francisco yes. than it is in August. People go there in August and they don't realize that that's winter time in San Francisco. But it's still not. It's still not warm. <laughs> no, you. So baseball season is not warm in San Francisco, and so Tanny Ozark, as people here in Philadelphia call him, Gabe Kapler has found a gig, and he is going to be the manager of your team, your town, your San Francisco. Igante. Wow. Mine's telling me no. So the coconut oil sales will be going up in San Francisco? Yeah, yeah, And he's yeah. more of a West Coast kind but of guy anyway. He's a West well, Coast he kind is. of guy. He's not sucking each other's dicks quite yet. I'm not. He is definitely a West Coast kind of guy. Uh, there's more than enough coconut oil oh, in organic and virgin coconut oil and however he likes it. The coconut oil will be gluten-free. Mm-hmm. It will be non-GMO. It will be sugar-free. It will be cold-filtered. It will be seven times distilled and all the other important things that you must have in healthy dieting and healthy consumption or just uh, using coconut oil on all of your body parts. It's not just for cooking anymore, you know. Coconut right. oil, you can use it for everything. Is it better than peanut oil or safflower oil or any of the other supposedly healthy oils for which, from I which so. uh, we, we, we fry our foods? I'm not 100% sure, but I believe that that is the case, that it is, it's like one of the healthiest oils around. I don't know. Beautiful, man. I'm just an old Mazzola guy. Or give me some Crisco, slap that thing up, and bam! You know what I'm talking about? Ay, papi, que rico. Dame más, dame más, dame más. Ay, papi. All right, relax. Tanny Ozark is going to be out there. Gabe Kapler, ladies and gentlemen, flexing under the golden. I can't wait for the photo shoot. When he's under the Golden Gate Bridge, you know, up there at the Presidio, Robin, when you make your way up there, we've been there many times. One of the most spectacular views, on, even with a little bit of fog on top of the Golden Gate Bridge, because you can go there like different hours of every day. Yes. And the Golden Gate Bridge, Bridge could be shrouded with fog and you don't even see it. Or it could be absolutely majestic with the blue skies. And so many millions of people have gone there and taken their photographs with the beautiful Golden Gate Bridge behind them. But what better place for Gabe Kapler to remove the shirt, get that body all coconut oiled up, and flex for the San Francisco Baseball Ligante. Let me give him a roaring round of applause. <laughs> and he'll be able to wear, like, uh, the, the uh, in downtown, as you know, Robin, we've been... Uh, Trust me, nobody's been to San Francisco more than Miss Robin and I over the last decade. To me, two decades. I mean, Robin's mom lives there, so we've been there a lot. We used to go there every weekend. But the bottom line is this, Robin. Gabe Kapler, you want to talk about the banana hammock? He could wear that in public, <laughs> and nobody would say yeah. a thing. Yeah, he, 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 he's like, like you said. He can go he to the South of Market. He can go right down in. there. He can go to They're, the Castro. He can go to any of the great neighborhoods. They are going to open their arms and say, welcome, our child. We've been expecting you. <laughs> he's got to be, you know, he'll be like the grand marshal of every parade. Yeah, in, yeah. And there's usually a parade every weekend in San Francisco. We have missed you. <laughs> You are back where you belong. 
mediums for all players. <laughs> Any player who wants to wear a baggy jersey, you know how some players Ouch. like their pants baggy, and everybody's got to wear a medium now. That's going to be the Gabe Kapler new rules out there with the San Francisco Giants. I got to talk to some of my friends out there in the Bay yeah, Area. Yeah. Because, listen, Gabe Kapler's not a bad human being. He's a no, good guy. No, he seems like a really nice Everybody guy. Everybody likes him. Know. He's not a bad person. Right. You know, and people are questioning his, you know, the, the, the absolute fixation on analytics. And, he's an, and a lot of guys are analytic guys who manage and coach and are GMs in this league. So that'll be interesting to see what's going on out there in San Francisco, whether the fans there are excited about Gabe Kapler or whether they're like, what, are you kidding me? Because, you know, fans in, all, all over the place, doesn't matter where you are, fans always overreact to when a manager is either fired or hired, right? That's what we do as sports fans. Oh, uh, uh, it's about time that he goes, or wait a minute, why are you firing that guy? Well, very few times do you hear, wait, why are you firing that guy? I mean, the Jets aren't going to fire Adam Gaze. You want to talk about one guy who everybody on the face of the earth thought was going to be the first guy to be let go at the end of yeah. the season? Adam Gaze of the Jets. Now the CEO says he's not going anywhere. And the fans are going, WTF, what? man. Yeah. So d- apparently the people are now chiming in on our Twitch uh, Twitch board, which is great. So if you haven't downloaded, if you're a new-time listener, first-time listener, all of our great followers, join us every day here. You hear it. It's un- As Keith Oberman said when he did the promo for the show, Unexpurgated, unedited, unvarnished, unfiltered, and unintelligible the way we like it here in yes. America. And I apologize for I I literally it was hot off the presses. I had just finished mixing the new open and I was a minute late and I didn't get a chance to download it from the mixing app to what I normally use. Where Robin, I can nobody fade out. wants to hear know, excuses here. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> that is why I, uh, it, the, the fade out did not work. It's all right, Robin. You so. don't have to explain. You don't have to apologize. You've been working your ass off. Um, speaking of working our asses off, <laughs> we have news regarding the crossover today. Yes, Harry Mays, Aton Shander on 97.3. Every Wednesday at 1.30, we do the cross, crossing streams. They're on the air on 97.3, we're on Twitch, and then we combine the two shows, and then we talk. Correct. And then when they go to a break, because the first part is actually over the air, but then we go to the break, and then we continue the conversation on our Twitch stream, where you can participate by first downloading the show, you know, downloading the Twitch app. That's the first thing you got to do. You download everything. You're buying, you're buying Disney Plus, and you're paying for all the... You don't have to pay for this. You download it for free. You can have it on your phone. All you people on Twitter sitting around crying about the impeachment... Get away from that noise. Just put it on your phone like you're doing anyway. You're sitting in an office somewhere. You're working. you got the headset on. You you don't have to just watch. You could watch or just listen or listen and watch. Or you could put it on your tablet or you can stream it to your TV set if you're sitting at home like Dean is down in Clearwater, Florida where the cold weather is moving in. And by the way, we had record lows overnight. Robin, did you see what's going on? No, but, but before you do that, yes. we, the, the breaking news. So the breaking about, news about the crossover at one thirty. I'm sorry. Go ahead. The breaking news about the crossover is that we have one additional person in the studio in the Harry Mays and Aton Chander studios. Is it a porn star? No, it's, oh, okay. it's not that exciting. Sorry. Um, but uh, we have Jason Martinez in studio no! as well. So it's going to be like a whole 97.5 reunion. Wow. Jason Martinez with Harry Mays and Aton. <laughs> yeah. oh, so man, you guys are all, it's awesome. like one big happy family going coming back together. 
So there'll be a lot of hockey talk. How about them Flyers? So that's going to be awesome. So I, I got to tweet that out, Rob, and you got to let people know. I will tweet it out for Can you. Can you tweet it out right now? I will, yes, I will. Beautiful. That's good. I'm excited. I haven't talked to uh, Martinez. Martinez, as they used to call him yeah. back in the day. So I want to thank. Start by the way. I don't even know. You know, Jason was Mike Missinelli's Purdue. Jason's been in radio forever. First yeah. of all, he's a radio grunt like I am. Been around a long time. He's been an assistant program director. He's been on the air. He's been a sports guy. He's a big hockey guy. He plays hockey. Great guy. And obviously in this world of consolidation and elimination and all this other crap where people try to, you know, make the company leaner, cleaner, and cheaper, that's what the way all industries are going. Anybody who makes money anymore, when the company says we've got to cut back, you know, they look for the people who make a lot of money. And then they look, unfortunately, for people who are in the background who don't make a lot of money. And then they cut not just one person, but they cut people throughout the entire platform where there's like six radio stations in one building. So they just go in and they fire a bunch of people, and then they go back to their shareholders and say, hey, listen, we're going to make a little bit more money now because we just eliminated this payroll. And that's the way the world works right now, unfortunately. So we'll talk to them. Uh, I mentioned the record. You know, the record low in Philadelphia, we broke the record this morning, Robin. Thanks to climate change and global cooling, the temperature in Philadelphia at Philadelphia International Airport, where they actually record the actual temperature, 23 degrees this morning. And you know what the record was in Philadelphia, the previous record for this date, which was uh, November 12th, actually, because it's November 13th. But for yesterday, no, I guess it counts as today, right? Because the temperature got down to the coldest in the middle of the night, which would have been November 13th. So for November 13th, the record temperature now is 23 degrees on this date. The last time it was that cold, it was actually 24 degrees was the previous record for November 13th, and that was in 1996. But here's something that really doesn't make sense to me, because as you know, Trenton, New Jersey is not that far away from here. Like Trenton's, what, 25 miles, 30 miles from Philadelphia, up 95? You know what their, you know what their record low was on this date? Well, they got down to 21 last night in Trenton, right? We got down to 23 right. here in the city. So Trenton, 21. Not that big of a difference, right? Because it's not that far away. But guess what the coldest temperature in recorded history was in Trenton, New Jersey for November 13th? What? 23 degrees. And you know when that record was set? Yeah, I was going to just ask you. When was that? 1920. Oh, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. It, Philadelphia was 24 degrees as the record temperature cold. On 1996, but Trenton, New Jersey, which is 25, 30 miles north of us, hasn't been 21 degrees since 1920? That's almost 100 years ago. So how can the temperature difference between Philadelphia <laughs> and Trenton be that, be that massive or that long? If it's 21 degrees in Trenton today and the record low was 23, it was 24 degrees in 1996, and it was 23 degrees today, which is the new low record. Does that sound crazy to you? Again, my math is not that good, but I do know that 1920 was almost 100 years ago, and 1996 was what, 96, 2006? is 20-something years ago. So I want the climate activists to tell me what the hell's going on out there because I don't know anymore. Is this global warming? Is this climate change? You know what this is really good for, Robin? There is good news about this cold weather. 
the Pennsylvania area ski resorts. You know, they normally, a lot of times, they're not even open for Christmas because the weather doesn't get cold enough at night to make snow because there's very few, very little natural snow here in this area. And so they're already cranking the guns. They're already putting down snow up in the Pennsylvania Poconos because the temperature was in the teens last night. And so they can get that good base going, keep the guns going, and then the ski season will actually open earlier this year, probably before Thanksgiving. So for all the people who like to go outside and ski and enjoy the cold weather and, the, and, and skiing and snowboarding and all that other stuff, let's give the weather. Mother Nature. <laughs> Everybody looks for the negative, Robin, not on this show. I'm thinking of all those, what about all those places, Buckman's and all the ski resorts, Dick's. And every other place. I think they're happy. They're bringing out all the parkas and the snow boots. You and then the chicks are getting those skin-tight ski pants Somewhere ready another, right I now. Somewhere or another, I still have a Buckman's gift certificate that's like eight years old. Do you think they'll still take shit. it? This isn't a crock of shit. This is the kind of deep-thinking show that this is. How many other sports shows are giving you temperature disparities, breaking down climate science, breaking down the fact that global cooling... The next ice age, which they were predicting yes. back in 1980. Remember, they were predicting oh, yeah. an, an ice age. Now it finally came. I thought the temperature was going to warm up and everybody was going to fry to death. They you were mean wrong Al Gore again, was right after all? He was right about 30 years ago. But unfortunately, <laughs> he had it wrong. He had the, We were going to have the ice age back then. And now, of course, we're going to have the planet warming up by one billionth of a degree. And then everything's going to die on Earth. So believe what you want. It's like the impeachment hearings. Believe whatever the hell you want. I believe in facts. I just gave you facts. The climate has been changing for billions and billions of years. Now, we have a request. First of all, Lemsky13 said, Tone, stop. I'm going to shit myself. And then John R1984 says, Tony, please play Ice Ice Baby. It just makes sense right now. Ice Ice, but little vanilla ice? A little vanilla ice. I would have him on the show, but he's rehabbing a home for about $5 million down in Miami. <sighs> he Beach. does a nice job. Well, of I, course. If you had the kind of budgets that the people well, are giving that's him. True, that's hey, let's true. Say, hey, let's put this but $7 million jacuzzi watched, outside in my house. When he did the very first show that he ever did, he'd already been rehabbing for a little while, I guess. But yes. by the time he did the first, he was showing some of this stuff. He was actually He's actually very talented. No, he's great. VIP, baby. Come on. Let's kick it. Ice, ice, baby. A lot of artists who would do songs like this that are ridiculed now in modern day, people still love the now ice. Ice is back with the brand new invention. Something grabs a hold of me tightly. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights, huh? And I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up a stage and wax a chump like a candle. Dance. Rest the speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. Play Action Real says, I still shave my eyebrows, ju- eyebrows just like him. If you got a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hoop while the DJ rolls it. Thank you, Gabasack. Or Gabe Sack. Oh, Gabe Sack. I get it. Gabe Sack. Oh, is that for Gabe Kapler? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Collaborate, bitches. All right, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, just a little bit more, right? A little bit more? Yeah. 
homies on standby, waiting just to say hi. Did, Did you stop? No, I just drove by. Kept on. I mean, what's better, yoga pants or skin tight ski pants? Phone lines are open. Thank you, Trevor. <laughs> no, the phone lines are not open because we're going to be doing the crossover. Oh, that's right. The crossover's coming up in a couple of, in only like two minutes. Yeah, so we can't do any phone calls right now. Sorry. So hold all calls, ladies and gentlemen, until we do the. Uh... Oh, oh. And just so that you know and you don't waste your sound effects. Uh, during the crossover, those sound effects are going to be turned off. Yes, we will because mute they go, those. Because, because they're going out over terrestrial radio <laughs> because we're doing a simulcast with 97.3 ESPN, <laughs> and they frown upon that kind of thing. <laughs> so. <laughs> as much as we love them and we love you, they no go. Sorry. Thank you. And, of course, my normal triggered friends on Twitter are still so upset about everything. Just relax, Bruno Smoothie. I mean, you're Bruno Smoothie, man. You gotta relax. Don't worry about all this stuff. Go outside. Take a day. It's a beautiful morning. I went out early this morning. Took a walk to Broad Street. Moved the car back before it was hijacked. Got another parking ticket yesterday, even though I was completely legally parked on my own street with a 24 sticker that was just renewed for another year. You see me going crazy over that, Robin? And of course now. Much like the impeachment inquiry, I will have to go through and hire insiders, whistleblowers, and anybody else that I need to actually go into the PPA and explain to them what they already have in their records with their little machines when they walk around and they punch in your number. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It should tell them, even though I have a sticker that shows that I'm legally parked, the person with the little machine that actually punched up a parking ticket for my car yesterday somehow determined that I was illegally parked on the next street over, which is also in the 24 district. So explain to me how this is fair. Again, they, they booted my car for three other previous tickets that I didn't deserve. So now I've got another ticket. Now that means I'm going to have to go through a kangaroo court. Maybe I'll get Adam Schiff to fight my ticket and say he has all this evidence to prove that I'm totally, totally not guilty. No, that's not the way he does it. You're guilty and you're guilty until proven innocent. This is the part about the PPA and what these douchebags in Congress are doing. They are now putting the onus of proof of innocence. You don't have to prove you're innocent when you go into a court of law. They have to prove you're guilty. You understand how that works, Robin? That's called due process. Yes. Due process, you may want to change the rules to uh, to go according to your plans. Due process means innocent until proven guilty. Now, due process means guilty, and you have to prove you're innocent. Maybe to D.A. Larry Krasner here in Philadelphia, but not in any court whatsoever. The person who was charged with a crime, you have to prove they're guilty, whether it's a parking ticket, whether it's anything else. So for the people that don't understand that and are so deranged because they, they're every day, they're going crazy, oh, my God. Oh, no, oh, bombshells, smoking guns, they got him, they got him, finally. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Gabe Sachs says, come on, Tony, my pressure's coming up. Enough politics. This isn't politics. This is real life. Real life is innocent until proven guilty. Not anymore. And if you get a parking ticket and you're, and you're not guilty, 
you're probably not going to go fight it because they know you don't want to take a day off from work to go fight to prove your innocence. And, oh, by the way, when you get there, you are guilty and you can't prove your innocence. So that's, if that's the America you want, to be guilty with no chance of proving your innocence, then congratulations. Next time you get a ticket or something that you didn't deserve, I hope you just have to pay and then not complain at all about being improperly nailed for something that was not a crime. It's ridiculous, man. PPA or my moisturizing? What do you want to hear, Tony, from Gabe Sack? Into this radio program. Get ready because it's about to triple the Island of Misfit Toys. It is. Well, that's what we do every Wednesday at 1.30. We go to the Island of Misfit Toys down in South Philadelphia. Oh, Philadelphia. So we bring in the great Tony Bruno. Bruno Nation Live. Bruno Nation Live on Twitch. If you're on our Twitch channel... You can watch Isn't Tony's Twitch channel, Bruno Nation Live. And Tony, as you know, it's a monumental day that the three of us, you, myself, and Harry, get a chance to chat with Jason Martinez on the air. So I won't even spoil it or bury the lead and ask you anything else. You two can take it away. This is the greatest foursome since the final round at the, uh, what was that, the Koyo Toyoi uh, event in Japan Dozo. a couple That's right. That event with Tiger Woods on the final 18th hole, winning his uh, 82nd career PGA Golf Championship. I'm wearing my red shirt, though. Beautiful, (laughs) man. How are you, Jace? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing? Your health good? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to – my butt still hurts, but it's a a long healing process. It's a process that I trust. I didn't want to trust it because I trusted it, and then I had problems again, and I had to go back. So it's just like the Sixers process. You want to trust it, but then something goes wrong. And so I'm well, still you trusting. you load management, don't I am. I'm on load management every day, man. He never does a back-to-back. No, no, no. He doesn't do back-to-back. No, Actually, mean, that's not true. Load management. Oh, yeah. That's not true. Tomorrow, I'm doing the doubleheader. I'm doing the day show, and then I'm driving up to King of Prussia, be with Harry Mays at, at, uh, at Screwballs for Thursday Screwballs, night right. pregame. Two wow. shows in one Unlike day, man. Joel Embiid, who's out tonight. Tony Bruno will do the back-to-back on Thursday. Wait, so load management? Because Embiid played a great game, obviously. The Sixers. By the way, the He's Sixers. tonight. Oh, he has get load management. Well, he made the big dunk to win against those pesky Cleveland Cavaliers last night. Yeah. But speaking of bad shooting, you think there's bad shooting Tobias going on? Harris. You, you, think, oh. you think there's bad shooting going on here in Philadelphia every night in the neighborhoods? The 76ers are making the 1990s local mob in Philly look like inept shooters. Those guys couldn't hit <laughs> anything, man. Did you? I mean, it was one of the most ridiculously embarrassing. Eight of 38 from three-point land. Tobias Harris, as you guys mentioned and have been talking about, 0 for 11. He was one more miss away from tying the all-time NBA record for the most missed attempts of three before making a basket. Now, who, who holds that record? I don't Dana even, Barrows. Is it Dana Diago Barrows? Splitter? No, it's Thiago Splitter. And the interesting thing is that uh, Gabe, uh, the Gabe, we're talking about Gabe Kapler because he's the new giant manager. But uh, Jay, remember when Brett Brown said, Tobias Harris, he's a 6'9", J.J. Redick. Josh Richardson, he's going to sh- – and, and these guys are good shooters. But last night, Richardson, one of eight. And yeah. then, of course, uh, Tobias Harris. And the Sixers still found a way to win the game because I think the Sixers are going to put a wall around the painted area. And then no one's allowed to go in there. I think the NBA should change the rules. Points in the paint should count as one. And everything's got to be shot from beyond the arc anymore because that's what the NBA is. Seven-footers want to shoot three. Everybody wants to shoot the three ball. Very few people want to go inside. 
sounds like you're hating on the NBA, Tom. Yeah, it sounds like a rant. <laughs> or, or maybe he's just longing for the days of Walter from the Alter McCarty. <laughs> no, I, listen, I, I love basketball, but, you know, the fact that this, the NBA is now load management and, and, you know, he had John Morant getting load management in, like, his seventh game as a pro. I mean, that, yeah. that's, it's, it's insane, man. Okay, but, but he's, he's look, a stud, though, To be too. fair, though, we bl- and I know that people blasted him, so I'm not saying that they were 100% in the clear for this, but we have seen this in other sports. Look, the Nationals load-managed Steven Strasburg for two years. Yeah, but that was down because he's pitched it. This was at the end of the season. It wasn't like, hey, you know, it's Memorial Day. Hey, take the day off, Steven. You know, LaShawn McCoy didn't play for Andy Reid on Sunday. You play once a week in the NFL. He's not hurt, and then you don't put in your best running back, and you go on and lose the game? Down, you know, we're now we're in crunch time in the NFL in the playoff hunt? I don't get it, well, man. Th- you know what sport doesn't do load management? Uh, you got right. that right. You go. got You're that damn right. right. You're damn right. In fact, let me no give you. In that league. You're damn right. That's a real man. That's why Don oh. Cherry should still be on the air. For being a real man. So what if he's 85 years old and he's been on the air and he has, wears the worst suits and, and call, the biggest collars in the history of sports or history of any kind of, uh, uh, any kind of uh, shirt maker or suit maker? Don Cherry was railroaded. He looks like he went to Crass Brothers Men's Store, Tony. <laughs> 937 <laughs> South Street. This reminded me of your golf pants. Loud <laughs> <laughs> <Mild> mouth. <laughs> 937 yep. South Street, Store of the Stars. Never forget, boys. Now, there's a tweet coming in at Anthony from PR. I think somebody forgot to tell Tony that we don't talk sports on this station. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing, Tony? Well, how Tony, about I the, made it an hour and 36 minutes before I said, mentioned anything about sports. Well, I didn't go that far either. I'm st- I actually mentioned impeachment, but the impeachment should be going on in New York where Jets fans are trying to impeach the owner, the CEO, Chris Johnson, for announcing that Adam Gaze is not only not going to get fired now, he's going to be back Crazy. for next season. Wow. Crazy. Unbelievable. That what might be well, the hope, biggest kick in the groin. Hopefully the Giants will do the same with Pat Shermer, yeah, and Dallas them. will keep uh, the clapper. Yeah. You know? Exactly. The only shame is they lost Jay Gruden down in Washington. He'll get another job, though. No doubt about that. Yeah, and, uh, now, they'll, and they'll pick the wrong guy. Yeah. 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 Do you have any odds, any Barriers. inside information? You. Tony, we know you're connected in the world of fighting. Absolutely. Do you have any inside information on any odds or any way we should sway on the Dwight Gooden versus Catfish Cooley celebrity boxing match in March 7th. Not in Chris Cooley. No. No, no, Catfish Cooley sounds like a guy who does mornings in Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> no, wasn't that a guy who had a fishing show on ESPN outdoors on Saturday mornings? The guy with the Tennessee hat? That's Jim Houston. I think this yeah. guy no, is that's, a comedian. That's, that's Jimmy, Jimmy Dance. No, there was a, one guy was named Dance. He's the guy with the Tennessee hat. But there, yeah. there was a guy named Castaway Coolest, not Cooley. And he no, had a fishing show. Exactly. That's good fishing knowledge, right? You're not getting this on any other show. Zero. Zero shows are giving you catfish coolers. <laughs> didn't, didn't Jimmy Houston wear a Tennessee cap, too? Yes, Jimmy Houston. Uh, it was Jimmy Houston yeah, outdoor. Yeah. But there's another guy, Bill Dance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He was another okay. bass guy. And they, every time they caught a bass, you know what they would always say, right? That's a nice bass right there. Nice, <laughs> nice, That's a big mouth. That's a nice bass. Nice. That's what we usually say when we go out to, you know, to the clubs. Now, how about hockey action now? Jason Martinez, ladies and gentlemen. How about the Fly Boys? How about those Flyers? What, four in a row? 5-0-1 in their last six. 5-0-1. Yeah, and and Cone, they pulled the two-step. They went into Toronto and Uh won in the shootout. And then the next night, 
while the while the Bruins were laying in wait, they went in and beat them. I know. Blew I've been a two-goal lead, two nights in a row, and won at the shootout. And now they got a Washington Capital team that is better on the road than they are at home. They're eight one and one on the road. The Caps, thirty points, best record in hockey. Should be a good one tonight, Jason. Now, are you still going out to the uh, center to watch a hockey action, even the though barn, you're not? The barn. The Come barn. On, yeah. I, I have not been bat-toned since I was unceremoniously dismissed from my job, but I will be at the barn tonight. Did so. they yank your credential? I mean, they can't go that far, can they? Well, they could. They wouldn't, but, I mean, look, I've done more from that team than anybody. He doesn't need a credential. I did more for that team than Gritty. Yeah, he doesn't need a credential. Well, Gritty is a fraud, by the way. I I hate to do it to Gritty, but he's just a... It's all right. Give him one of those. He pisses me off, Gritty, by the way. Well, at least the the mascot isn't the first thing you think about right now when you think about the team. Well, what is the the first thing? Well, I think about, you know, the run that they're on and the goalie. Carter Hart was magnificent. And the coach. I think about the penalty. Oh, A.B. That's a big part, too, you know. Yeah. A.B. And the fact that they're over 500 in shootouts, tone is like an act of God. No, and remember, I go back not that long ago that, that... what, 11-round shootout against uh, Toronto a couple weeks ago, which is the yep. most painful thing to ever watch? I mean, that yeah. was ridiculous. Even Don Cherry went totally crazy dominated. over that one. John, Don Cherry was throwing uh, poppies onto poppies. the ice. He was so mad. <laughs> Guys are walking around naked. Phil Myers. I mean, you know, they got a lot of players that people don't know. Phil Myers, obviously. And, you know, and we know Carter Hart, Joel Farabee. So we're starting to see some young players uh, start to develop on this team. And that's what you want to see in any sport. you got young yeah, players. You want to see them get Lindblom. better. Exactly. No, I'm, I'm yeah. excited about the Flyers. Yeah, Limblom, a fifth-round pick. That's a good find by the European scouting staff. Not Oscar Limblom. It is Oscar. It is Oscar. Well, it's, no, it's, not. it's stunned. Exactly. Remember the old one, right? What? You don't remember the old, old one? No, from uh, what did he play in like 1993? He was back in that old NHL too. NHL '94. Yeah, '95. Uh, I have no idea what he's talking. By the way, about. fellas, well, you know the '95 uh, crack was popular at that time. The other big story tonight, of course, the back to the Sixers. Let's get it back to the Sixers. Markel Fultz against oh, the Seventy Sixers right. tonight. Oh, is that uh, a big story? Uh, no, Nick Vucevic against the Sixers is a bigger story. Another former uh, Sixer who actually played well here and then was traded, and he's their best well, player. Doug Collins, Doug Collins, Doug didn't Collins like him. did that. I yeah. know. Like him. I know, but he's, he's, their, he's the face of their franchise right now. Wow. Wow, what a crappy face that is. No, oh, yeah. What about right. Gordon? He's yeah, good. He's definitely not Markel Fultz, no. I can tell you that. I looked at Fultz's number. He, Ten games played, he has five starts, 23 and a half minutes, averaging 9.7 points a game, two rebounds, three assists, 47% field goal shooting. I would assume they're mostly dunks. And threes, he has only he only taken like two threes, which is two threes more than Ben Simmons has taken. So that could be a big one. They should have a Ben Simmons, Markel Fultz three point three shooting point competition. Contest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The first one to make one. Listen, I'm, right. <laughs> I'm afraid how bad Simmons would lose in that. You oh. kidding me? <laughs> I tell you, this is the most sports we've talked in a week. Yeah, and, I, and I'm I got, curious. When I was still doing the show. On the, I got railroaded because I made fun of Ben when he made that three-pointer in the preseason. Oh, that was a joke. Against I, the Chinese team? Well, I came in that day, and I, and I said to Anthony, I go, oh, man, I, I, I ran a little late today. He goes, why is that? And I said, well, I just got done putting my lawn chairs on Broad Street parade. parade. Yeah, yeah. Exactly Everybody right. got indignant with me. <laughs> now, our buddy Dean I, down I in... people tell them, we're going to still be bitching about this guy shooting well past Christmas, yep. I guarantee oh, it. Absolutely. It. By the way, uh, on the uh, Twitch board here, our buddy Dean down there in Clearwater says, Jason... Justin Braun, your thoughts, your thoughts, bust for seventh round uh, pick? No, I mean, who's he talking about? 
Wait a second. We're taking taking hockey questions. This sounds like something that can be handled on Twitter. Exactly. Not not a joint Twitch radio show. God. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. It's outrageous. Hey, you know, people ask questions. We have answers. I I have a question question for you. (laughs) I, I have a question for you. We can get to this in the break. Has anyone ever accused you of stealing signs? Uh, well, of course, our good friend in Miami, who Brian Baldinger and I discovered, the beautiful Inez signs, yes. Oh, yeah. I stole her heart many years ago in Miami at the Super Bowl, and oh, we will yes. see her again this coming February. She loves I Tony Bruno. I booked my ticket last night. Oh, I'm in. I didn't know Inez signs was going to oh, be yeah, there. I am there. in. Oh, yeah. that's She's what, there every year. That's where Baldy and I discovered her, that Super Bowl when... It was the Chicago Bears against the, the Indianapolis Colts. And Baldy wow. and I were doing the pregame show on the field back when they did it. Not the pregame. The actual media day was actually on the field in Miami. And we were doing a tableside remote. And so Inez was there. And, of course, when we were talking to players, we said, get out of here. You're just a kicker to Robbie Gold. And then we brought in Inez and Great introduced guys. her. Wow. Wow. So we're going to continue this on Twitch. We are. Bruno Nation Live Absolutely. and uh, Maze and Aton on Twitch. Correct. Thanks, Tone. Uh, he's right. still going to be with We're us. We're going to keep we talking. Oh. Keep yeah. talking. During the break. On uh, I don't know how this works. Back yeah. after this. Yes. Listen to Maze and Aton anywhere. Will you stay focused? Can you focus on something or start today's show? Download the 97.3 ESPN mobile app now. 97.3 ESPN.com slash app. Listen to Sixers. All right, fellas, we continue here live now on the we Twitch stream. No, we just keep talking. Come on, Jason, don't you understand cameras. don't you understand the digital medium that we are involved no. in here? No, I've been I've been locked into that fossil terrestrial crap for too long. It's an absolute there's nothing wrong with terrestrial radio. But this is where we can go unvarnished, uncensored, unfiltered, unintelligible. And unhinged. And unhinged, which is a part of the whole thing. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going unhinged. to turn on our Twitch uh, announcements again. Notifications. Our Twitch alerts. So anybody that uh, has their walk-up sounds or um, because they can they can uh, give you bits, uh, they can cheer you on with these alert sounds. And sometimes they're not exactly appropriate for terrestrial. Exactly. They right. would frown upon it. <laughs> but now I have breaking news from Jim Salisbury as we get dabble with sports one last time. As the Phillies, of course, are now, you know, the the meetings start on Monday, the GM meetings in Phoenix. And now they're trying to get get a new hitting coach. But now the concerns that the Phillies may be losing some of the coaching staff that Gabe Kapler, who will probably be bringing them all out to San Francisco. Oh, what a huge loss that'll be, man. I'll I'll drive him to the airport. How about that? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, Tony, I saw it. Were you drumming today on the show with your drumstick? Yes, we play a little vanilla ice because of the record temperatures set overnight here in the dead of the climate change. And, of course, now it's global freezing. I think the ice age, we're trying to figure out whether we're going to all melt or we're all going to freeze in this whole climate thing. Because some people say, you know, as we say on this show, sometimes maybe good, sometimes maybe shit. Exactly. And now we got cold weather records on November 13th. The ski areas are happy. They're blowing snow at night in the Poconos. And they're snorting snow in the Poconos, too. But that happens year-round. You don't really need that. Well, Doc Gooden's out there preparing for his fight. That's why. Yeah, and I haven't even seen You asked me earlier about this fight. I haven't handicapped it because I didn't even know it was in existence. Is this another celebrity boxing match? It is. It is. Now, we don't know if it's Damon Feldman or if it's Bruce Feldman. It's at the showboat, though, right? uh, Yeah, Bruce Beck uh, from up there in New York. Showboat? 
Love Bruce Beck. Showstopper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, that, is, this, is this in place of the Bagel Boss? Did I you think, figure that I think, out? I yeah, think I think it, it is. is. Who was now, the Bagel Boss fighting? He was going to fight Lenny uh, Dykstra. Lenny Dykstra. <laughs> and then he got a replacement fighter. Did that ever come off, or is that still uh, pending? Well, that's what this thing is. I think they just blew that initial card out. And you couldn't rely on Dykstra? No. No, shocking. I think the bagel boss was the bigger flake. Wait a minute, so we have replacement fighters for a a bogus celebrity boxing match? Look, this is scabs. Tony, the venue was booked. Somebody needs to get their ass knocked out. (laughs) This is bigger than CM Punk going back to WWE. Well, that's uh, Mike Gill. CM Punk works with uh, Mike Gill. I know he does. MMA fights. I know, I know. That's why I brought it up. This is not just a show that focuses on one Fringe sport. Right. We focus right. on everything fringe. You know what I'm saying? Like hockey, for example. <laughs> <laughs> That's a shot. I don't need that shot. I don't need that in my life. <laughs> well, Jason knows. Jason and Harry. Well, Harry's not. Harry's not the hockey hater. Aton's not even a hockey. You can bet it. They'll play it. But you know, yeah. Jason and I have probably been two of the biggest hockey proponents in the city. Going way. Back. Oh, we're big honky honks. Exactly right, man. I, I don't, yeah, you're a big honk. I don't hate hockey, Tony. I hate the hockey fans. That's it. And you don't hate the uh, NBA fans who are accepting load management every other night when guys can only play 50 games a year now? No, they're not accepting it. I think people are pissed off. No, they're not. Sixer no, fans, they will tell them. you that yeah. the whole team is off. And it's like, okay, no problem. I'll put that on my podcast right now. Oh, the, oh Joel Embiid, let's do a pod, an emergency podcast on Joel Embiid's, what is this, his third load management night of the year? Well, he had two minutes. too. Well, he had two-game suspension. Yeah. Nothing like an emergency podcast. You have Nothing. to do those every once in a while. Just to keep everybody on their toes, Tone? Exactly right. We've got to get you on the Stick to Hockey podcast. Yeah, you should. I'll stick to hockey. I can't Love break it. down the fourth line of the Vancouver Canucks like I used to back in the day. But I can still oh, talk pucks. You, yeah, we do need a replacement. We do need a replacement for Don Cherry, and I can wear some outlandish suits if Hockey Night in Canada is listening. Oh, you'd be great yeah, on that. Coach's great, corner? corner? Yeah, it'd be awesome. <laughs> That, that would be something else. You yeah. and Ron McLean? <laughs> yeah. By the way, I watched the tape of that, and Ron McLean. Ron McLean was sitting there and nodding, and then the next day, all of a sudden, he's like, yeah, I should have stopped him. I should have stopped right. Don Cherry. Right, right. Somebody tweeted somebody, somebody on the text board. You beard going, Tone. Oh, yeah, I got it going now, huh? Yeah. And so did Don Cherry's only, 85, and he looks exactly the same as he did 30 years ago. Yeah, yeah. he did. He's, he's kind of like Dick Clark. He's like a Canadian Dick Clark. <laughs> Paul Rudd. I, I interviewed uh, Don up in Chicago for before game one of the finals oh, in back 2010. In, yeah. And his, and his suit looked like he could land aircraft with it. Now, did you call him grapes? Because you really are good. You know Absolutely, hockey when you I call did. Don Cherry grapes. Yeah, that's, that's when you know you're sticking to hockey. Oh, yeah, that's, man. That's, great. that's his nickname, grapes. That's great grapes knowledge right there, man. Yeah, right. Not a conquer grape. No. no. And, I, you know, I'm a big wine guy. Oh, no, I'm a big wine. You know, I'm a Cabernet and, of course, a Pinot Noir. And, and, and red Zinfandels from the Lodi. Uh, Are you yeah. a Welch's guy, though? A Welchman? No, no, no. I don't. Although I like Welch's grape juice every once in a while. I hate tomato juice, and I hate Bloody Mary's. But grape juice, yeah. if, if it's there, put some ice on it. I like 30 it. 30 seconds. Wow. All right, we got 30 seconds. We come Is back. that the 30-second warning to both benches and both yes. sides? Yes. Two minutes. Who do you Who's like tonight, it? Jason? Caps, uh, Flyers. What's the line? Uh, the Caps were favored. I thought like minus 122 before. I think tonight's a Philly money line parlay. You take the Flyers and Sixers. Ooh, Washington minus 115, the Flyers minus 105. Sixers are underdogs, right? Sixers are no, one-point underdog. Yeah, I saw I that line. I think it's flipped from 
favorite This is Russell Mays and Aton with right, Harry Mays and Aton Shander. See you guys. And there you have it. That's how we do a crossover. Unrehearsed, unvarnished, and a lot of fun. We thank everybody for joining us on both Twitch streams with Harry Mays and Aton Shander every day on 97.3 FM. And as you know about 97.3 FM, the station is down in the Atlantic City area, yes. you know, Margate, Northfield. But because of the app, 97.3 app, people are listening to it all over the Delaware Valley. So it's not, the excuse of, used to be, you know, I can't hear that station. Their signal yeah, doesn't come in signa- here. Signal doesn't and oh, by us. the way, there are Philadelphia radio stations, which you can't hear right here in Philadelphia because of the antennas and where the buildings block it out of the way. That's why you get the crystal clear digital sound of using an app to listen to your favorite radio show or an app to listen to Twitch because the quality is digital and it doesn't get any cleaner than that. Does it, Robin? No, it does not. So we continue on with the show. <sighs> Are we going to go live to the uh, Gabe Kapler San Francisco Giants uh, press conference? Uh, no. I'll right, just check. <laughs> we'll have uh, cliff notes. No. Will they break into the impeachment hearings in San Francisco to put Gabe Kapler on live? Because from what I understand, based on Twitter, like every television station, like they, they preempted SpongeBob to put the impeachment hearings on today. <sighs> Gabe Sack checks in and says, I'm lubed up, Tony, for the presser today. Gigantes love the oil. Wow. Wow. So anyway, that's the latest on that. And people are agreeing. I don't like. I don't get Bloody Marys. I know it was invented for the purpose of supposedly helping you with a hangover the next morning after you go out on a bender. I, is Isn't that, that really, what the purpose of I Bloody Marys is? That's what it was. Why does everybody drink for? a Bloody Mary on a Sunday morning? Not because it tastes good. Well, because I, it was no, originally. Actually, I, I like the taste. Oh, of it. I hate it. Just because you don't like it. But Tony, I'm saying, even if I had a hangover, I wouldn't drink a Bloody yeah, Mary. Yeah, because you don't like him. But I, I like a good Bloody Mary. They're delicious. Wait a minute. My buddy Joe Corrado has breaking news on the latest on Disney Plus today. See, I give him love even though he's not listening to the show while he's on Twitter. Movies that haven't been added yet to Disney Plus. Here they are, according to Forza Corrado, our buddy Joe Corrado, one of the funniest guys on Twitter. Snow White and the Seven Orgasms. That hasn't been added yet. They're working on it. I've seen that movie. Yes. (laughs) Finding Hori. You got it, Robin? Finding Hori. Instead of Dory. Oh, see, Hori, H-O-R-E. Muff the Magic Dragon is another one coming up soon. That's that, pro- that, would, that would be an old school one where they don't shave, where the women don't shave. How about Booty and the Beast? Booty. <laughs> you talk about a tale as old as time. You get it? That was good. Tale as oh, old as that time. Good. That was good. That was good. Sure to say the least. Booty. And the beast. That's a fine booty right there. You know what I'm saying? Now we have where a, are the white women at? Oh, uh, they'll be all over that movie. And of course Excuse me while I whip this out. Poker Hardest. <laughs> the new one is Poker Hardest, which will be the remake of the Pocahontas. Poker uh, Hot Ass. Well, that was already on yeah. uh, Cinemax. Uh, uh, one hundred and one gyrations will be on Disney Plus, the uh, adult late night programming. Uh, James and the Giant Peach. <laughs> The Little Barmaid, Louise chimes in. The Little Barmaid. I think AOC will play the lead role there. And finally, Bed Knobs and Dildos. 
So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that was the nice. newest edition of what they're in, what Disney is working on right now. That will be added to Disney Plus for the late night adult fair. That the and when like the, James the, and the kid, giant peach. <laughs> when the kids are asleep and they've watched <laughs> all the Disney classics for the seven thousandth time. Yes. Mom yes, and dad. Yes. Mom and dad hunkered down in the bedroom. It's eleven thirty at night. The kids are asleep. You block them into their Disney Plus room. after dark. Exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> Booty and the Beast is my favorite right now. Booty, Booty yeah, Booty, Booty and, and the Beast. beast. <laughs> and James and the Giant Peach. James peach. and the Giant Peach. <laughs> One hundred and one gyrations is good too. That is some great stuff right there. <laughs> Gabe Sack is very active on Twitch right now, saying, my giant peaches are going to be missed in Philly. <laughs> AJ in San Antonio, the movie isn't on Disney+, Plus, but Bambi will be on the main stage with Cinnamon tonight. Oh, absolutely. She's always working hard for you, so don't forget to take care of her and the wait staff on the way out tonight. <laughs> that is the kind of brilliance we get every day on Twitter when they're not talking about impeachment. So the good thing about today, if you're on, the bad thing about today, if you're on Twitter, social media, it's loaded with people who have no clue what the hell they're talking about on either side. And it's also loaded with uh, political hacks who are media people who are cheering for one side over the other. That's what the media is all about now. Absolutely ridiculous. Dean is chiming and saying, Robin, what's with all the censoring on the Twitch stream? What's censoring? Freaking BS, man. Who's been censored? I told everybody. Dean, where were you? That during the crossover, we cannot do. Yeah, we can't play the walk-up sounds because there's profanity in it, which is not allowed on over-the-air radio. Over-the-air radio still has to worry about the FCC. What part of that don't you understand, Dean? What part of... You can't play profanity. You can't play the F-bomb. You can't play... You can't play this... Sometimes it may be good, sometimes it may be You can't shit. play, you can't say shit over the air radio yet. You can say piss, I think, now. Oh, no, Dean is saying that he's talking about the people in the stream, chat lady, um, lady is a tramp, and tramp is being... Censored? Censored somehow. By who? I did not do this. By what? That's weird. Tramp is considered a... How is tramp a bad word? I know. Well, I do have a uh, bad word because we were having some people coming on there and they were saying some racist stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff and, gets And pl- so gets I, ha- I clicked a, uh, a like a auto-sensor type thing. Mm-hmm. But I would th- – how is Tramp part of anything racist? So that means when Cher does her tour and she comes to <laughs> Philadelphia and she sings Gypsies, Tramps, yes. and Thieves, that has to be censored? Weird. Tramp? There's Lady in the Tramp as a Disney movie. Well, anyway, we do have a phone call from AJ in Cincinnati who probably has some uh, comments on this. What about tramps? Yes. What's Hello? going on today, man? Is it, cold? Is it cold there? Did you get snow? I know they're getting snow down in Memphis, obviously Buffalo, all the normal places that get snow, getting it earlier this year, man. It's a winter yeah, wonderland. Yes, it was brutally cold yesterday. Yeah, we, we had the snow Monday night into a Tuesday Morning, like I told you yesterday, two to three inches around the greater Cincinnati tri-state area. But we're going to have a warm warm-up starting tom- tomorrow. 
in you know Cincinnati, my man. Exactly right, man. It's going to warm up. Oh, you know my 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 poor fish in our quarry pond. I still had the pump running last night. Oh, big mistake! And so luckily, when I got up, I went down oh, there and checked it out. Yeah. The pump had frozen, and so the water the pump was still pumping water out through the filtration system. But it was frozen in the filter, so it wasn't coming back. So all the water that was in the uh, pond was being had basically, pumped out. And I looked at it, luckily, and all the koi were laying on their sides, flopping around like a fish on SpongeBob SquarePants. And luckily, I got down there in time. Another 10 minutes, all the fish would have been dead. Yeah. But I got some warm buckets of water, and, and they all lived. All 11 fish Those were still alive. Those fish are amazing. They have been frozen. They they're like cockroaches. Been... <laughs> they can't die. <laughs> they, they're frozen. They're no, they have no water for who knows how long, and they were still alive. Let's give it up to the koi pond, ladies and gentlemen. Although Robin was wondering if any of them were dead, would they still be good to have as sushi since they were still fresh frozen? Yeah, I... You know what I mean? I mean, if... She was ready to make some pokey rolls. You don't want to just flush them down the toilet. No. You might as well make some good Exa use out of them. Exactly. No fish sticks tonight in the household, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I didn't see. On the hockey action last night, I'm, I'm happy that Dean's doing well because his Bruins choked a 4 nothing. Lead away last night at home to the Panthers, losing 5-4 in a shootout. And unfortunately, my Columbus Blue Jackets gave up a late goal to the Canadians in Montreal and end up losing a shootout themselves 3-2. Yeah, but you know what? Things in Boston aren't as bad as they are in New York, where the Rangers... Now, the Islanders are good. The Rangers are mediocre. You know, and it's early in the season. The Jets stink. The Giants stink. Is there anything good in sports in New York? The Knicks... The Knicks are, are embarrassingly bad. It's incredible how bad the Knicks remain year after year, no matter who the coach is, no matter who the players are. It is an absolutely damned uh, uh, organization. Is there any doubt about that, what the Knicks have been going through with all the players they brought through, all the draft picks? It's insane, man. Yeah, it is terrible. Now, and there's rumors saying the president wants to get rid of David Fisdale. Yeah, they ain't going to rook him. He's not a rookie. Remember when he was in Memphis and they say, ain't nobody going to rook us because he was, a, yep. you know, he was a rookie coach and he yep. was speaking out for his players and everybody loved the guy. I don't know if he's a good coach or not, but when you're this early in a season and there's rumblings in the New York media that they're trying to get rid of David Fisdale already, does it really matter who the coach is? I mean, Phil Jackson went there and couldn't do anything. So is it, does it really matter who the coach of the Knicks is right now with the way that team is uh, put together? Yeah, as long as Dolan's running that team, that team won't be doing, won't be good anytime soon. So we and got oh, yeah, Dolan David with Fisdale. the Knicks, and then of course you got your situation in Cincinnati, where your ownership group is is uh, is not beloved by any means. Yep, and in DC with the Redskins, the Redskins. Daniel Snyder's making. Uh, also, the Browns with the Haslam's, and of course the Jets with the Johnsons. Exactly, and then you know some people like Johnsons, but not uh, Chris <laughs> Johnson, the CEO. When you're the CEO of the Jets, and I said this earlier to start the show, to me this is the biggest story in sports today, that the CEO of the Jets says that Adam Gaze is safe not only for the rest of the season but for next year as well. How are you going to sell season tickets? How are you going to – now, unless this team goes on a roll, but even if they do, are they going to finish 9-7, and seven, the Jets, at 2-7 and seven right now? If they did, it would be one of the great comebacks in the second half, but they're still not going to make the playoffs. At 9-7, and seven, I wouldn't think, in the AFC. So I'm trying to be positive here. But Adam Gaze, 
I think all Jet fans, all football fans who have watched this team can without any without a reason any reasonable doubt say that this guy is not a good NFL head coach. Exactly. And also I can't wait for for Sunday afternoon. Your Eagles taking on Dean's Patriots. Too bad it won't be televised in Cincinnati because I get stuck with Bengals Raiders. Thank God for, you know. You got to have uh, don't you have the direct, red zone on on NFL Network or Direct TV with Andrew Siciliano? Well, well, yeah, that's why I got an international box. My mom has. I'll be taking it down in the basement and I get all the NFL games I want through through that international box. Nothing like so a I good box. Nothing like a good international box in the basement every once in a while. I'll tell you that right now. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I've had I've had local box. I've had uh, regional box. But when you get international box down the basement, you know what they say. What's in the box? Exactly right, man. Yeah. And I can get all types of I can get all types of programming, sports, international channels. So it's all, it's all, it's awesome. Now, now, wait a minute, Brett, Brett, Brett Michael Metal God says nothing like watching NFL in your mom's basement. Come on now, man. Are you getting are you getting ripped now, AJ? <laughs> hey, hey, I moved back recently from from Nashville back in January. I got save save some money right now. I'm you know I'm working as a pizza delivery guy. Hey. Hey, I'm now making a little money after not making money for exactly, eight months. Exactly, man. You know, You're going. working hard. You're one of the real people. You're a real American out there working hard. Listen, I'm in my basement. I started my career in my mom's basement back before mom's basements were even cool. I'm talking about in the 60s. I was in my mom's basement doing stuff. And I don't mean building. I did that anyway. I was doing fake radio shows in my mom's basement in the 60s. Now everybody in America has a podcast from their mom's basement. Exactly right. And also, like I said, quickly on that, you know, match. Me and Dean have a fifty-dollar Hooters gift card bet on the line. If if uh, Eagles win, Dean owes me. If the Patriots win, I owe him. So now I wait, man, it's got to be straight. Got to be uh, points. You got to get three points. The Patriots are favored by three and a half points. You're doing a straight-up bet. Yeah, like hey, two two years ago, I made a straight-up bet in the Super Bowl with my buddy. I told my buddies, I don't need no stinking points. Give me the Eagles to win outright in Super Bowl fifty-two. And guess what? Bam, baby. Exactly right. You know your football, man. By the way, you know, I was talking to uh, our good friend John McMullen, our Eagles insider, and uh, on, on, mon- on Monday night when we were at Landmark Americana in Glassboro, New Jersey, we were talking about, you know, the, the fact that the Eagle players like Malcolm Jenkins doesn't want any of the Super Bowl stuff still in the locker room. I mean, even right after the season that they won, when they came back in, they had all the Super Bowl champion banners, and he was one of those guys, we don't need that around. And what's interesting to note is, is today or this morning, Jim Schwartz, the, de- the Eagles defensive coordinator, told the media that he had the whole team, especially the whole defense, watch the replay of Super Bowl 52 to get ready for this game this weekend. Even though a lot of the players on defense weren't even here, just to show them how, you know, you're the, you, could be the, you, you know, you could be the giant killers again. And so people are saying, yeah, you know, when you win a championship, you don't want to be reminded of it. You don't want to have banners around how, why would you not, especially if you're the Eagles and you have NFL championships back in the 60s and the 40s, why would you not want to have your Super Bowl banner up, especially the year right after you win it? I get it down the road. Why do we have championship banners hanging up in arenas and stadiums all over the world? Because you want to remind yourself and the fans. You know, look at Madison Square Garden. We got stinking banners up for Billy Joel. 
at the uh, Wells Fargo Center and hearing how many concerts he's had. And Bruce Springsteen. Why the hell won't we have banners up for championships? Exactly. And like I said, the key is going to be for the Eagles to win on Sunday against the Patriots. you got to get pressure on Brady just using four guys, especially up the middle, because Brady doesn't like pressure up in his face. Thanks for taking my call. Thank you very much, AJ. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. He's got international box in his basement. That's Somebody a good just said, job out is, of him. Isn't Robin International Box? <laughs> Why, yes. Yes, I am. Thank you very much. Now, is box, is that an offensive term? Um, I, I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, we've, we've, we do a what's in the box segment. We've done a Robin's Box giveaway. Exactly. Uh, we, we are very box friendly here. Barbara Boxer was on the show once out there in California. <laughs> Boxer? <laughs> Wait, I got to play a little bit of this, Robin, because we have to alert the people who have tickets to the upcoming Share Show that when she comes here to Philadelphia, wherever you may be, and she's gone concert right now, concert tour, Uh she will not be allowed to perform this particular song. Unfortunately, ladies and gentlemen, remember. Promoting prostitution right there. What a fucking box! Picked up a boy, just saw the mobile, gave him a ride, filled him with a hot meal. I was 16, he was 21. See, there you are, you're promoting uh, sex with a, with a minor. This is promoting pedophilia, prostitution. There's there's a lot of songs out there that are questionable. And, and, and Cher is supposed to be woke. And then what happens? And every night all the men would come around and lay their money down. That's prostitution, Robin. Yeah, I think so. How about the other, how about the other offensive Cher song? Does she still hey. sing this? Wait a minute, Robin, I have another offensive. A girl's got to work, Tony. Here's another offensive okay. Cher song. She better not be singing this in my city. Maybe she'll bring Elizabeth Warren up when she sings this song. But isn't she part in American Indian? So it's okay for her. I right? don't know, Robin. My father married up your Cherokee. My mother's people were ashamed of me. The Indians said that I was white by law. The white man always called me Indian Squaw. She stole us from Liz Ward. Half breed. You call somebody a half breed now, you're going to jail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's frowned upon in the establishments. Cujo knows. I'll be turning my volume off right now. <laughs> How about the share song with Beavis and Butthead? I'm not familiar with what that. What did she do with Beavis and Butthead? I don't know. Cher had a lot of really racist songs and offensive songs. Jeez, I think her concert only lasts like 10 minutes now because she can't do any of these songs anymore. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead. She did Bang Bang, My Baby Shot got, Me Down. Isn't that a violent song? Isn't that violence against the uh, – isn't that domestic violence? I, I guess she did I Got You – no, 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 no. Beavis and Butthead did I Got You, Babe. Yeah, which was original Sonny and Cher song. Yeah. 
which was a, you know, couples, hey, I got you, I got your back. It was before this was all the Me Too movement stuff. Nancy Sinatra did bang, bang, my baby shot me down. I think Cher, no, Cher did it too. So did Nancy Sinatra. Let's hear another one of these songs, Robin, from Cher. Can you bring this up, please? Okay, hang on a second. I was just just bring this up, please. I'm playing the song. Thank you. This is domestic violence. Okay, let me hear. Listen. This is another song Cher should censor. I was five and he was six. We rode on horses, made a stick. He wore black and I wore white. He would always win the fight. Bang, bang. He shot me down. Bang, bang. I hit the ground. Bang, bang. That awful sound. Bang, bang. My baby shot me down. This is offensive. Yeah. You're telling young five- and six-year-olds that they should be shooting each other on fake horses? It's an outrage. Bang, bang. That's three songs right there I just pulled out of my ass. I had some help with them, too. But... I called him mine. He would always laugh and say, remember. Hitman, 1798. Bang, bang. Is this a song about Philadelphia? Oh. Well, it is now every night. Except nobody's ever arrested. Oh, Philadelphian. Sonny hit a tree. Bang, bang. Oh, oh, now see, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. It's funny. It's Dean is like, too soon. Too soon? Too soon. Yeah, for like 25 <laughs> years. Now, can you find any other offensive share songs? I mean, there's three right there. D. Conrad Vegas say, I'm boycotting bit. I'm big boy. Ha, oh, can't say that very fast. Bit boycotting. Why? Why? Because he doesn't like share, I guess. But I'm just pointing out in the world of wokeness that Cher is one of the most vocal woke people out there, offended by everything, and she's doing offensive material in her concert tour. I'm just pointing things out that are obvious. I don't make the rules, people. I'm just following the rules that they want me to follow. And I'm a leader. I'm not a follower. Trevor in the 203, do you agree? Is Cher racist? No. Didn't you just listen? She sounds good. Did you listen to all of the songs that she has? Yeah, some of them are I just gave you three of the most offensive songs ever recorded. And I want to know if she's singing, because a lot of people go to Cher shows, especially the fake Cher. In fact, Cher, the Cher impersonators are so good. I've been to her shows. I heard a little bit of the music. It doesn't sound too bad in my book. No, so. I mean, I, listen, I'm not a Cher hater. I mean, she was. I grew up with Sonny and Cher, and I got you, babe. <laughs> Brett Michaels, Metal God, says, I think I would still bang, bang, chair. I have no morals. <laughs> exactly right. Listen, you know, from a distance with all the spandex. I mean, how old? Sham's got, Cher's got to be, what, 70-something now? Yeah, she still looks fantastic. I mean, she's had a lot of work done, but. Now, she's highly flammable, of course. So if you were going to bang Cher, if you would have an opportunity to bang Cher, Make sure you don't have any kind yeah, of, like, don't smoke, don't smoke a joint. Don't pop, then open up a cigar or a cigarette. Don't have a lighter near you now, why because you could spontaneously. Don't use a jewel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kill That would be like climbing up on a mannequin. She's <laughs> no, some, you know what's yeah. crazy about Cher? Not, I love Cher. Don't yeah, get me wrong. I do, too. Some of my favorite songs are Cher songs. Remember the one where she had the garters on the ship in the during the war, oh, yeah. the Iraq War? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that big song she did? Um, she was smoking. Oh yeah, she man. was. What was the name of that 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 song she did? Oh, and she was wearing just she was wearing it like, was like two pieces of ribbon. 
Yeah, no, that, she was absolutely. Uh, that's that's hot, right? Now. Two pieces of ribbon. That sounds perfect. <laughs> if uh, I turn could turn back turn, time. That's yeah. exact, thank you very much. If uh, I could turn back time. Remember that she was like prancing up and down on the flight deck of an aircraft carrier. Yeah. We may have to play a little bit of that today. Is she the only one that's, that's ever so been able American to do right a song now. on an aircraft carrier? No, many uh, entertainers perform on aircraft carrier. Bob Hope was the original aircraft guy. Yeah, but not. But she did it with two pieces of ribbon. That's really yeah. American of her. Imagine how many sail, how many, uh, how much semen did she see that weekend? Oh! <laughs> see, it's a, it's a, it's a navy joke there. You got to understand the United States. Totally way downtown. <laughs> Philadelphia. Bam! And he was fouled. And Philadelphia again. Charger if I could turn Charger back foul. Botox. Let's turn it up now, Robin. Come on. There we go, everybody. Everybody now, prance around. Do the Dak Prescott hip exercises to the song. And this song will be played at your local Soul Cycle class tonight. No this was Spanktrovision for a lot of young uh, fellows back in the day when this yeah, song was hard out. to believe, and she was already like 50 then. It was a battleship, not an aircraft carrier, thank you. Battleship aircraft, sir. American. She sank my battleship, Bianca. Actually, there's more plastic. Our buddy AJ in San Antonio says there's more plastic on share than there is floating in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. AJ from San Antonio from the three by Tim Duncan. R. Fitz G says she was 43 when she did that song, Tony. What, what year was that, R. Fitz? It had to be 90s, right? It was during the Gulf I'm gonna go War. I'm going to go 1992. If Cher could turn back time, she would do a gender reveal with her son. Remember? <laughs> she is now so 70. She's 73 years old. Oh, man. What'd you... What'd you... Cujo knows Cher's face is now stretched out farther than Tony's rectum. Oh. Rectum? Oh. <laughs> no, not her daughter, Jim Belushi. Her daughter, Chastity. And then it became uh, Chaz. Chaz Bono. Not, ch not, not Chastity Belt. <laughs> no, not Chastity Belt, no. And I don't believe Cher ever owned one of those. Uh, is, is and, and, for that, and for that, we thank her. Cher is, is Cher <laughs> still uh, has a residence out in Vegas, I guess? She still does a, a show? Residency? Up? No, residency? I, don't, I don't think so. She's touring yeah. now. Well, Dee Conrad's saying that Cher does a show out here. No, so. those are all the Cher. There's like six Cher impersonator <laughs> shows in Las Vegas. So you don't really have to go see not Cher four. anymore. Not one, not two, not three. How many? Four. In fact, the, the guys who the, the the guys who are share impersonators are absolutely oh, yeah. spot on. They're amazing. Some of these They're guys. Fun. Yeah, they are. I, I think that share is one of the most popular uh, on stage, other than Marilyn Monroe, uh, uh, cross dressers 
impersonators. <laughs> Mikey misses hair plugs. Well, her core is 73, but her face is 25, her boobs are 22, and her ass is 17. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, the tw- he's the Twitch chat winner of the day. <laughs> he gets a prize. He gets a pen. Oh, man. Bum. Is, whoever thought... We would do a share segment and have so much fun, Robin. <laughs> I don't even know how this all started. I don't even. I don't know, but, but whatever, this whoever has been started great it. Twitch oh. content yeah, today. <laughs> I, how did this start? Now, I mean, it was only like ten minutes ago. How can we have forgotten? Because there was there were so many layers. See, I know. These, the, it's like it's like building a beautiful. It's like a cake. It's like watching it's watching Cake Boss. When they craft these beautiful, and they put the fondant, they get the first level, and they cut it around nice, and, and then they start putting the fondant on it, and then they start doing different levels and, and different things and putting pipes in them so that, you know, blood could drip out of them. And Philadelphia, it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. Exactly. And right. we have a very crooked journey, that's for sure. No, I was, we, no Beavis and Butthead was mentioned way into yeah, no. the share bit yes. already. And it's not These a planned talking, bit. It, it was about, oh, it was about what you can and cannot say. The, the, oh, that's the right. It was Indian. about tramps. It started out right. when Dean there was complaining. Go. There we go. Radio. See, here's what there happened. There it is. Tramps. But, no, somebody, Dean was claiming on the Twitch stream that the word tramp was being censored out by we, Twitch monitors. We think we figured it out. Okay. We think that it was Dean's personal Twitch settings that, he, so he needed to change his own settings because I checked it and my on my screen, tramp showed up just fine. Yeah, tramp is not, <laughs> and so I said, tramp, how's tramp now offensive? Cher would not be able to sing Gypsies, Trance, and Thieves, and yeah. we played that. There and then we, we started and thinking. And we can't show Lady on the Tramp on Disney Plus, Dad. Exactly. There and then we were describing we the Tramps, Disco, and Sferno. We couldn't play that. And so that's the joke. That's, that's how crazy this world has become when some words are now fun. So then I said, and then so I, I mentioned, I, I immediately thought of the, another half breed, the, the, the uh, Cher song, which is offensive. And then people on the Twitch stream, as they do all the time, we're throwing out all kinds of other ones, including Bang Bang, My Baby Shot Me Down. So I gave you three right there. That's a three for Thursday, even though it's only one up Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? Well, Dean, hopefully Absolutely. somebody can help you because you are you do have some weird settings on there because I show Tramp. Other people show Tramps. <laughs> we all show Tramps except for you. Did Dean put his, his settings on child settings? Yeah, what did you put it on? Five, four, six, two. Tony. <laughs> yeah, what did you put your... Uh, I don't even know where the settings page is in uh, in Twitch. What do you have it on? Uh, you have it on uh, preschool setting? I mean, even kids who are watching, watching those late-night baby-for-you shows to help your kids go to sleep that I like to watch every once in a while. What's that one channel, Robin? That's a channel for babies. Oh, yeah, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either, Ned. What's the matter with you, well, Dean? Here's, here's a guy... They gotta give t- game tonight. <laughs> I think we broke it down with Jason Mertit as Mr. Hockey just a I th- few minutes ago. I think he could be the new hockey expert next to you as I'd be one of the uh, low analysts like like Jeremy Roenick and Keith Jones are on the NHL NBC broadcast. No, Jason, Jason knows a lot more about he plays hockey. I mean, I'm old school. I don't, for example, right now, when I was at ES, one of the things when they hire you at ESPN back in the 90s, in 1991 when I went up there, they would ask you questions like, can you name the third line? I'm not making this up. The third line of the Vancouver Canucks. 
That's how much they wow. wanted to see. Because, you know, we did everything on ESPN Radio. We did seven hours on Friday, Saturday nights and seven hours on Sunday with no phone calls, no Internet stuff, no uh, tweet, none of that stuff. And so we had a lot of content. And they would not put you on the air at ESPN back in 1992 when we started the radio network unless you knew your stuff. And so that was it. So now I don't, I don't even know who the top line is on most teams because I don't watch enough hockey. And then if I watch a few games, you know, it doesn't take me long to catch up. And I know, like, the top players on individual teams, but I can't tell yeah. you, like, who the second line is for, the, you know, the St. Louis Blues right now, even though they won the Stanley Cup. There's just so much content you have to watch to really stay up to date on this. And when I was at ESPN, that's all I did was watch hockey, basketball, football, college football, college basketball. So you had to be immersed 24-7, and you didn't have the advantage of going onto Google and the Internet to get it. The only thing we got were stories after the games ended, and then we would you know, get a guest on and look at the stats and go from there. So much easier today to get caught up on what's going on, and that's why fantasy, as much as I don't like it, helps a lot of people learn the other players on all these different teams, especially the NFL. you got 53-man rosters. You know, a lot of people can't even name the 12-man rosters on NBA teams right now. The 13 guys, the smallest roster of any sport right now is an NBA roster, right? 13 players. And it's hard to I even name. So. It's hard to even name. Th- Hockey has 20, 21. You know, football has 53. College football has like 80 guys, 50 guys. So it's really, really hard. It's like 100. Exactly. So that's if you're doing sports now and you are a nuts and bolts, hardcore sports only person and you make a mistake pretending that you know about it, people will know it right away because there'll be hockey fans who will know that you don't know what you're talking about, you know, in any sport. And that's the one great thing about sports is that when they catch you in a mistake, they're listening out there, they're going to immediately either tweet you. Uh, put put it up on a chat roast board, you. roast you, and call you clueless. You know, we do every day to Skip Bayless and all these other guys on TV when they give opinions that we don't agree with, and they do it to get people fired up. I mean, Skip Bayless wearing the Dallas Cowboys stuff the other night on Sunday night, you think the, what was the intent of that, to get people fired up so they would come at him and watch him the next morning on Fox? That's what it's all about. It's about and promotion. Zeke Elliott's mom going after him, too. That was entertaining as well. Well, it's always good to have people going after Skip. But, no, Skip knows. He gets it. He's been around a long time. Stephen A. gets it. They know that the more you fire up the people, it's like politicians firing up their bases. They know that if you get the people who like you or dislike you and you get them fired up one way or the other, that people are going to watch. It's the old Howard Cosell uh, bit. People hated Howard Cosell or they loved Howard Cosell. But when he was on Monday Night Football, everybody watched and listened to what Howard Cosell had to say. And that's what you want when you're Absolutely. in this business. Absolutely. All right, man. Uh, I got Robin. Yes, one last question now. I, we're, up I against, we're up against uh, it, as they say. <laughs> I got two laptops. Which one do you want? The MacBook? It's from 2008 or this HP laptop from 2011? Ooh, oh, that's a good that's question. A good question. Wait, let me put the necessary music on to make the deciding music. The because I could, use, music. I could use one for they're, – they're, they're good for different things, and I don't know until I actually try it. You know what they say. Oh. Wow. Just email me, Miss Robin. I got both of them and stuff. Because one of them has Windows 7, and I can't update it anymore, and the other one has been updated to the max. Okay. Okay, well, I will, I will contact you, and I will we'll, we'll go over it. I appreciate it. Is this an online quid pro quo? You know, we're hearing a lot about quid. So is this one of these quid pro quos that, you know, that uh, 
that we have to give him something and he gives us something and we're influencing his computer choices? But we give him something every day. We give him this wonderful You give me show. great content every day. I don't have to listen to WIP or WFAN right now. How about that? Well, if you want to hear about, you want to hear angry people uh, talking about Adam Gaze, put on New York's, I guarantee, I'm, I'm listening to other stations, I guarantee you the Adam Gaze story is absolutely blowing up all over the New York metropolitan area. Everyone's waiting for Michael Kay's take in his coaching show with Adam Gase. He goes on sometime today or tomorrow or yesterday, or wow. those two days, or maybe Monday on 98.7, unfortunately. It's absolute outrage, man. Absolute. Man. Absolutely. Well, Thank you for the content today. No problem, man. Thank you. You provide. Everybody provides. See, the thing about this show is we have our plans, and I have content that I'm ready to talk about. But then the audience always adds to the content. Exactly. They're basically producers. They're unpaid assistants, like most people who work on the show. <laughs> you mean like everybody that works on the show. Um, we, we are a collaborative effort. We're like a, we're like a co-op. Yeah, it's like an open form. It's like socialism. This is what socialism looks like in the good form. Because I'm not taking anything away from you so that you can make other than your contributions and subscriptions. Yes. But we're not forcing you no. to subscribe or pay for the show for monthly subscriptions. You can get it for free on Amazon Prime. So that's a bonus. That's a quid pro quo. You know, we give you the show. You listen. And uh, Amazon pays for your monthly subscription each month if you want to listen to the show and have Amazon Prime, which pretty much everybody does now. I know. Oh. And I love I love the fact that uh, Alexa sends us little messages whenever we have something for a what's in the box segment. Mm -hmm. She goes, you have notifications. Well, I always have notifications. And Most of them are on, on, uh, are on you know, adult sites. But EKT8750 says, that's not quid pro quo. That's actually barter, Tony. We're bartering. Well, you know, it depends on what your definition of quid pro quo is. Quid pro quo. Quid pro quo means you uh, you demand something for somebody else from somebody else in order to provide them with something. We used <laughs> to call that bartering. You're right. It used yes. to be called the flea markets. I do. So by speaking of bartering, uh, we had an interchange in exchange inside our our chat room. Dean now has his he 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 changed his settings. Blah, blah, blah. I am having a hard time getting words out of the mouth. Um, Dean, he said, can somebody please type Tramp or Hooters and see if I can fix this? And so somebody did said, Tramp Hooters. And so, it's uh, now working. so it is now he so got So Tramp is no longer a banned word. Child mode Twitch. is now deactivated for Dean. You're Wonder welcome. Twin Powers, though, has not activated yet on the show, and that usually does in the final hour. So if you're waiting for Wonder Twins to show up and then activate and go become like shape of a rhinoceros, that's coming up later on in the show. You don't want to miss that. All right. SR20 Deep says, Dyslexia 1, Robin nothing so far if you are scoring at home. Yeah, I don't know what, was, uh, what the problem is. Normally, I have no problem speaking and, I have and to having say, words Robin, come out of my mouth, but I'm stumbling today. Even Young Grad is checking in. It is my first day with You're my new You're failing us. You're failing us, Robin. And you know what? We will never forgive you. Exactly. So from one young lady who's 16 years old and thinks she knows everything about the world to one woman of the world who is now 50 years old and has traveled the world not on a sailing boat accompanied by thousands of people who are flying jets back and forth to prop her up. 
Robin has real life experience. Yes, yes, real I do. Life. What I'm talking about. She's an OG. Can you be an OG if you're a chick? You know, OG. Yeah, yeah, sure. You know what OG? I can be. I can be whatever. Not I ODB. Be. Somebody called me an old bastard today on Twitter, <laughs> and I said, "No, I prefer old dirty bastard. Old bastard is not good enough." By the way, speaking of Dean and censoring, um. We I mentioned something the other day, and I had to explain to one of our moderators that that Dean is fine, because um, but then I we get these things on Twitter. Hold on, let me see if I can find it, because have it was, you been blocked or uh, censored lately? It was t- it was talking about Dean on Twitter, and I'm like, what the heck? I don't understand what the heck is going on with. Hold on. Well, it's good to have hall monitors out there. And that's what America's become. You you know, free speech is no longer free speech unless unless it's speech that I agree with. And if you disagree with my speech, you then must be shut down. It's a part of America I really, really love about uh, this generation and this era. It's not just a generation. So a a Twitter guy says that calls himself Joe Eunice's remote Uh asks me some and says someone at Chickie's. I'm assuming Chickies and Pete's. I don't know. Now is talking about how, quote unquote, you're harboring Dean's racist tweets. I don't know what they're talking about. He's saying he notified you guys and you did nothing. And I'm like, what? I don't harbor anything. I have no idea what. Except this Clay is. Harbor, the former Eagle tight end. I harbored him once. A and couple then of weeks. he says, yes, that dope was trying to brag to his friends about screenshotting Dean's racist tweets and apparently sending them to you guys to notify you before you got burnt. He was decked out in Sixers attire. He said Dean called Jamel the N-word. We know Dean, that he would never do that. So. No, he called her the B-word. The B-word? Yeah. Well, what's wrong with calling a woman? Nothing. If I can call a guy an asshole. these, These people are just on Twitter. Because they have no lives, and they and their goal is to try to catch people who speak freely and clearly every single day or tweet something to try to become heroes. But by 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 trying to expose people who don't have an opinion that the, they agree with. But the important thing is, is that one, I Dean, I, we know Dean. He would never do that because he's not racist. And two. We never got any kind of notifications like that. So whoever this dude was that was making a big deal out of nothing was lying about whatever it was he was doing. So it's like, people, no, I got a get couple, over yourselves. I got a couple of people on Twitter. I don't even block them. I just let them keep going. This Bruno Smoothie guy, he needs some serious, serious medication. You know, and if I had Medicare for all and an extra couple of bucks that I could throw his way, I would gladly pay to have him checked out. For obviously some severe, severe mental instability. Yes, he is very, he's not a safe person. And I hope he gets help that he needs and has somebody around him in his family who cares deeply enough about him to make sure that he is uh, given the help that he needs. That's all we want. That's all we want. That's all we really want, Robin. Bearcat AJ 2007, I appreciate, and he says he knows how to get rid of the censorship on Twitch. So anybody that's having that same issue, just now Dean knows. Bearcat AJ can inform you. We we have our own little uh, IT department going on here. By the way, we have breaking news from uh, Joe Eunice's remote. 
He says, Miss Robin, Tony Rooney. It wasn't me. It was the group next to me. Right. No, I, I knew it wasn't Joe Eunice's remote. Okay. Um, he was just talking about how somebody, they, they were all bragging about it. And it's, I, I have one, I have no idea because he, they, the implication was this guy said that was sitting next to Joe Eunice's remote that he had sent us all this information as if this had really happened and it hadn't. All right. As long now as everybody's happy and nobody's going to Twitter jail or being blocked. It's just ridiculous. Twitter is just a, the, the, the only reason for Twitter to exist is for people to just talk shit and say stupid stuff and then brag about themselves or promote products. It's a public forum. You don't like what people say. Block them. Don't follow them. I mean, it's just insane. The insanity. There's just insanity everywhere. And when I, when I think of insanity, I go to one man and one man alone who understands what insanity is. There's sanity in the control room tonight. There's a woman talking in my ear about something that has nothing to do with what we're doing here. And then most importantly... Stop the hammering! <sighs> Twitter is a toy. I, I used to say this about radio. Radio stations are all toilets. They just flush differently. And Twitter is one massive toilet. And every, some people's uh, effluent flushes counterclockwise. Other people's effluent goes clockwise. And if you're in the streets of San Francisco, the effluent just goes on the sidewalk. And you're not going to get in trouble for it. Beautiful, man. Anyway, the phone lines uh, are almost ready to open up. Now, Robin, are you on an important phone call? Can we open the phone lines now? Because people are, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We mentioned the big story. Uh, uh, the other big story is the Colin Kaepernick story in the NFL. So you got the House Impeachment Dog and Pony Show going on, and now you have an NFL Dog and Pony Show, the latest chapter in Colin Kaepernick. And I believe that the NFL is trying to screw him over again because this is really a, an incredible story, Robin. So the NFL, according to everything that I've read, right. And you know me, I'm fair. I read both sides, and then I make a conclusion. I'm just like Judge Judy, except I don't make $10 million a year telling somebody that they, the car that they just bought from this person they never met before didn't have a rolled-back odometer and get the hell out of my courtroom and then give me my check so I can go cash it and make a billion dollars. So you got the uh, – Colin Kaepernick is going to have a private workout now. He's been saying, and his people have been saying, you know what, he works out every day. He wants to show people to give him another chance. And so his people set up this on the field Saturday, uh -huh. this Saturday in Atlanta, on the field, demonstration, drills. He will go out there and do what he does. Right. And then he will do interviews afterwards. And he wants all teams in the NFL to be invited. And so then he comes out, he tweets out today that it's going to be this Saturday. But then here's the problem with th this situation. Saturday is not a good day to get GMs and coaches no. to go out to watch a guy work out. Tuesdays are the workout days in the NFL. That's the off day. Monday after the games, you know, teams go in there and, and they do some rehab. And then Tuesdays they're off. Wednesday, which is today, is when most teams who play Sunday games start their week of preparation for the right. next opponent. And so that's why Tuesday's the day when you'll see teams bring in free agents, kickers, whatever they need, 
to try to get somebody on the roster to sign for that next game. So Colin Kaepernick wanted to do it, and he wanted people, but you know it was one of those invitation-only things. And a lot of teams say, you know what, hey, we can't send a general manager or our coach. They're traveling to the next game, or right. they're getting ready for a game. So then the NFL, and here's, what the, here's the part of this thing that makes this whole story confusing. I don't have a problem with Colin Kaepernick. If he wants to go work out and he wants to do interviews and he wants to show people what he can do, that's good. That's what people want. So it's a private workout. So the public won't be there. The media won't be allowed in there. But only GMs or coaches or scouts from NFL teams Mm -hmm. are going to be allowed to go. And now ever since this happened, the NFL apparently, the league itself, is the one who screwed this up by saying it has to be on a Saturday. Apparently, Kaepernick was ready to go out and do it on a Tuesday. The problem was this wasn't announced until the last minute. Right. So there's no way that GMs and coaches and scouts would have been able to get, get him there. to go to his practice yesterday, his private workout. So then the NFL says, okay, if you want to do this, the season's winding down, let's do it on a Saturday. So there are those who believe that the NFL is doing this intentionally by moving it to Saturday, knowing full well that a lot of the team representatives won't Won't be be able able to to be there because they're getting ready for a game. However, since this has been announced and Kaepernick on his own Twitter account pointed it out that it's going to be Saturday in Atlanta, Uh there are teams, the Miami Dolphins have said they would have a representative there. Several teams are sending a representative so that's good. That's what. That's the way it works in a fair world. If somebody's interested in signing him, you don't even have to want to sign him. You do your due diligence. And that's what coaches see how do. He's doing. Exactly. Yeah. Now they say they're also going to videotape this and make it available, the workouts and the interviews he's going to do mm-hmm. to all teams in the NFL who can't be there. So I believe that seems fair. I believe his his representation is doing this the right way. The only problem was. The announcement came too late. You can't let you can't give a people a couple hours notice yeah. that oh I'm holding a workout. Sorry, the world doesn't revolve around one human being as much as you want it to. It but not work only that way. not only that, but uh, people are coming from different locations. They have to yes. have flights. And now it Atlanta's takes a time. major airport, but the good thing is, like Atlanta is one of the major airports, so you can fly from anywhere and get to Atlanta. So that's a good thing, and I think that's why he did it there because Atlanta is one of those airports, one of the biggest and busiest airports in the world where he can do it. So he opted out of the Niners. He's free to go anywhere. He's looking for a job. He wants to go out and show people. Why would anybody have a problem with this? And you know I'm not some cop Kaepernick lap dog. I'm about fairness. But I agree. I I still think that there is... Because my initial... Hold, hold your throat for a second. My initial thing was what Kaepernick set this up for a Saturday so that he can then cry again that nobody showed up because there's collusion by the NFL, which is why the lawsuit happened. But he didn't set it up for Saturday. From what I'm understanding, the NFL, because the decision to have this workout was planned so late that the NFL said, you got to do it Saturday because we can't do it this Tuesday. Now, I don't know why they can't do it next Tuesday, but the bottom line is this. He wants to work out, and some people are saying, well, Kaepernick did this and set it up himself for Saturday so that he can cry and his agent can cry when not everybody shows up and show that, look, there's collusion here. No, this is this is but the league planning force, against the guy. You can't force anybody to no, show but, up. No, but here's the point. If nobody shows up, then you can say, hey, look, 
Why are they doing this? I'm setting up this private workout. I'm going to go through all the. Nobody wants me. You, are you missing the point here, Robin? Are you missing the point? No, I get it. I just you can't like. Let's just say that there was four weeks to plan this, and they did it on a Tuesday, and nobody showed up. Then there's like there's always going to be an excuse. Like if you think that somebody did you wrong, then no matter what, it's never going to be your fault. It's not because of you that they're not showing up. It's because of something that somebody else did. If you have that in your mindset. But here's then- the problem, Robin, because we, we live just like these impeachment hearings. There are people who think Trump should be impeached because he colluded with the Russians, which never happened. And now this stupid Ukraine thing, there are people on both sides and they're watching the same hearing. And they're seeing everything that's laid out in front of them. But some people are so deranged and hate Trump so much that no matter what is said, Mm -hmm. they're going to say, oh, yes, there's the evidence. Another bombshell. And then the people on the other side are saying, wow, oh, the Republicans up there are really doing a great job. They're really shutting this down. So what is it? And these are legitimate media people. These, These aren't just Joe Schmoes sitting at home who don't know what the hell the Constitution is don't know what the First Amendment is, don't know anything. But they're still allowed on Twitter. That's, that's what's great about Twitter. Anybody can go on there and spout whatever they want. But when you see legitimate media people, reporters, not, not activists, not pimps for the DNC or the RNC, they're obviously biased, and everything that's said one way is going to be the right way. The other side, yeah. the same thing. The Republican hacks, they're going to do the same thing. But when you're watching something objectively and you don't have – uh, an agenda, you look at both sides and you try to draw your own conclusions, which is how I'd handle everything. But nowadays, it doesn't matter. You have to be on one side or the other or else somebody's going to say, oh, look, oh, you're a right-wing crazy guy. Uh, you know, so well, and there's, you know, my, my feed is filled up with left-wing crazy people and right-wing crazy people. And the same thing happens with Kaepernick. Do I like what he's doing? Do I, do I think that the guy thinks much, uh, you know, more of himself than he hadn't played well at the end. He's the guy who opted out of the contract. Here's the thing. It's like when I left WIP, I left the contract. I said I don't want to work there anymore. So then I couldn't work somewhere else for six months. But I didn't quit because I wanted another job. I quit because I was tired of it. And so I walked away on my own terms. Right. Right? The, the situation here is he walked away on his own terms yeah. from the San Francisco right. uh, 49ers. He opted out thinking that he was going to get more money somewhere else. And then, of course, all the stuff with the kneeling and then the, the activism started. And so you have people who didn't like what he was doing, who were you know, anti-Kaepernick. And then you have the people who use all different excuses to hate on this guy. Well, his numbers in his last couple of years weren't that good. And now he's, th- he's going to be – he actually just turned 32 on November 3rd. Okay. So he's, uh, he's too old. And so while all of those arguments and all of those statistics may be accurate on the, on the face of it, all the things that people are saying negatively about him mm-hmm. and the fact that he hasn't played in so long and the fact that, you know, his final couple of seasons he wasn't the same guy. That's what people use to try to draw their conclusions. That's fine. But when you have agendas, listen, I didn't like the kneeling down either. You know, if he wants to protest, go out and protest. And now you're seeing that a lot of the players who were kneeling before aren't doing it. Michael Bennett, who did it back in the day, right? he did it when he was with the Eagles. And now he's with the Cowboys and he's standing. I don't care whether they stand or kneel. That's my point. I don't care. But it becomes a big deal because Trump rips it and other people rip it 
and then they want to jump on board and saying, yeah, I don't like that. I think it's disrespecting the flag. So you got all those arguments that go on around when people make political statements. Like LeBron, he's a phony. He makes political statements all the time in this country, but in the country that's really oppressive, he keeps his mouth shut because he's taking billions of dollars from him. So everybody who has a vested interest in something is always going to be biased in one direction and really not be the, the, the virtuous, I'm going to see right from wrong. They don't. They only see what's right for them. Well, there's also, I mean, other than the money uh, in LeBron's case, there's also another difference that if you happen to be in China and you say some really negative things, you could be arrested. Imagine that. Well, we all know anybody <laughs> who understands anything about basic what's going there on around no the world. There is no free speech About oppressive countries. <laughs> And listen, again, I've said this before in the whole NBA thing. I mean, the NBA is not the only corrupt organization that is in bed with the Chinese, communist Chinese. But the fact that you're not allowed to actually talk about what's really going on in Hong Kong because it may hurt your brand, that's just bullshit. That's, just, that's why LeBron James has zero credibility with me whenever he wants to preach to me about what's right and wrong. I know what's right and wrong, LeBron. I know that. Do you want a, do you want a little uh, China footnote? Yeah. Uh, Miss Robin, childhood China footnote. We have some China news. How about so, playing a little China Grow by the Doobie Brothers? I was so young, I don't remember any of this. But my mother, um, she's a linguistic anthropologist. She was doing field research, and uh, it was all. She was over in Asia. We were over in Asia, and um, we were in China when the word came down that they were closing the borders, and anybody that did not want to be stuck in China forever. Um, had to leave and she was several hours away from getting out of, of the the location where she could get out with her passport and she had me with her so we came very 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 close to, to being locked into to china being locked in china and then thrown who knows into what a it, concentration camp yeah, oh, we, we probably would she probably would have i mean because she was american Great guitar song, too. Now, while Tony's rocking out, I just want to remind everybody that the lines are open. Uh, no matter what platform you are listening to us on, you can give us a call at 215-462-TONY. That's 215-462-8669. Call us now. Comments, questions, rants, ideas, let us know. I may need some General So's or General Sows or General Almond chicken, uh, coconut chicken. Ooh, yum. Coconut shrimp. There you go, there you go. Lone Star State. Don't knock the mic, Tony. Don't knock the mic. Anybody in the Lone Star State? Give us a call right now at 215 462 Tony. Where's my pick? Oh, here I go. Uh oh. I have my pick that I gotta do this guitar. Okay. Right
once again, Tony proves how old he really is. He's five. No, mean? maybe I, nine. That's my first air guitar with a pick, Robin. I, oh. Come on. Excusez-moi. I, I had to go in the back room at, uh, what was it? where's the place we go to all the time over in Cherry Hill? Guitar Ash, Center. Ash. It was Ash. Sam Ash? Sam Ash. Not Sam, Sam Ash. A- Sam Ash. Not Sam Ash. <laughs> Speaking of ass, Tony's, uh, Dean is asking, Robin, is Tony's ass hurting? I'm going off of those facial expressions. You do. You it's have. A- but when you, when you rock, you ever watch rockers? Old dudes in their 70s. I'm not even in my 70s yet. Even young rockers. When these guys get down on the stage and they're playing lead guitar, you think they're just standing there like, <laughs> like puppets? You think they're standing there like cigar store Indians? Those guys, when they rock out, are getting into it. So don't give me any of that crap. Don't you go, you're, Mr. I go to all these concerts and I've seen uh, Eddie Money 50 times. That's how you get into it when you're playing. Even air instruments, you have to have the same intensity when you're playing air well, drums. Well, you and have air the guitar. intensity down pat. Exactly. <sighs> By the way, we didn't do a uh, vodka update. Oh, we, man, we, I that's know. a bad job out of you. We got to do the update, Robin. Let's go to our. After the show yesterday, we jumped. I actually shaved. I took my beard, trimmed it down. But I don't know if I can, I can pull any of the, the videos that fast, Tony Bruno. It doesn't have, you don't have to pull. We just have to okay. do a quick recap. All right. Because we went down to Stateside Vodka, which is made right in Fishtown in a warehouse. The distillery and everything is all in this one building. Boom. They do everything. They make, the, they make it. They refine it. They seven times distill it. They have a little drinking. They have an actual bar where you go in for happy hour. Mm-hmm. And they have all kinds of great drinks with great sexy names. Like my favorite one, Artichoke Me Daddy. I mean, that's uh, you want to talk about a great name for a drink. My favorite was Friends with Benefits. Well, Friends with Benefits always work, Robin. FWBs. You down with the FWBs? Yeah, you know me. You know what I'm saying? But anyway, so we go out there. Great people. The bar is great. They got all these different. They got all these infused. So they make their own vodka. Seven times distilled. It's gluten-free. It's uh, sugar-free. It's basically the most pure liquid you could drink. So if you live in an area like Flint, Michigan, where the water supply is bad, or Philadelphia, if you don't like the water here, I highly recommend stateside vodka. They've been making it for five years. And we got the tour last night. We had a couple of pops. Good stuff. I mean, you really need to tell good vodka. Now, I know some people say vodka tastes the same. It primarily does, but the difference is the smoothness of it. Yeah. It's not like when you drink it and you burn, your face burns and your throat burns and your face blows up. Well, and not your only eyes that, that good vodka, when you take it and you hold it in your mouth, yes. the fumes don't burn your nostrils. Yeah. Um, and then when you swallow, it's just a nice warm feeling, not this, yeah, this baby. <laughs> choking, burning, like it's taking off a layer of your esophagus. Exactly right. And listen, you know me, I love, we have Tito's, we've had all the great vodkas. So I'm not, but the one thing about state, what I like about stateside, A, it's great. They're not a sponsor or anything, they just invited us over. I've had it before. And they're a local company mm-hmm. that does it locally, There's, right in the city, right yeah. in the heart of the city. It's amazing. And it's a great there. little distillery, You'd go in there and have some drinks, and then they have a Sunday happy hour thing with Bloody Marys, which I don't like. If you're in the like. neighborhood, you should stop on by. They do have, um, the, the bars open like Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, mm-hmm. I believe. And um, 
they they'll give you tours of the distillery and they'll show you the fantastic gorgeous gorgeous copper yeah. distilling machine that, that uh, they had shipped over man. from Germany it's like the number one distillery manufacturer in the world com- of the, in the world yeah and, and it's I, Germans and you know I, the Germans always make good yes, stuff yes they right? do yes they do so anyway that's what so we were there yesterday we got the tour had a couple of the vodka drinks no whiskey drinks uh, they they were distilling like they'll put the regular vodka is just pure good stuff. Yeah. But then they have actually like uh, casks where they're putting like fennel right, in there, and then they they're infusing they're different infusing. things. So they'll infuse bananas in with the vodka in a separate thing, they and then it makes raspberry drinks, infused. Raspberry infused. They had uh, a mention all the kind Pickles. of uh, pickle infused. Just think, anything you can yeah. want to put in there, and you let it sit in there for a few days, and it had, all well, soaks it We didn't try this. They they had a sun dried tomato infused vodka, and my first thought was like, "Ew, who would want to drink that?" But then I realized that would make an amazing uh, Bloody Mary, which you would hate and I would love. With like bacon straws, oh, oh my god, man. that would be fantastic. That was good, and the bottles are really cool. They have their own bottles, and they have the Grolsch tops on them too. Oh, he's laying it on thick, Tony. He is laying. Is he in really the... serious about the Sunday, or is he just like trying to make uh, me no, feel? No, I'm bad. sure that I was. Well, did you, did you talk both. to him yesterday? I didn't. Not after the show, because we rushed out of here. I didn't know if because I even had to shower and shave and everything. Because <laughs> I look like a I look like a vagrant, and, yes, and there are did. a lot of vagrants I, walking around the streets. I made a comment about it, and I'm glad that you uh you you. But I could I could I could trim my beard and be showered and shaved. I didn't even shave. I just trimmed it all the way down to just a goatee. And I could do that and do a shower in 10 minutes. Robin needs 10 minutes just to even start looking in the mirror to think about what she's going to put on and what makeup she's going to wear. You know what? That's a complete lie because I don't know if you noticed that during one of your small segments, you were talking to somebody on the phone. I went into the restroom and came back out with my makeup on. It was... I was I did not have makeup on before, and then I put on a quick little. You didn't even realize how fast that was. So, is this there. a domestic dispute here we have? Well, well, yeah, but it's as usual. You're wrong. I'm right. <laughs> I didn't shave the head. I just I just got my buzzer and I buzzed it all up nice and tight, and I I didn't want to look fuzzy. Then it got cold, and I had to buy a stateside hat, and I bought a stateside. Uh, yeah, they're cool. They're black and white. 20 bucks for that baby. So you know I like the product. Yeah. It's not like I got greased. Had a couple of drinks, but I even bought uh, Jack in the Back a $20 hat. $40 for two well, uh, Jack scullies. in the Back's been working hard for No, us, absolutely. Yeah. I said, let me get you one, too. Jack and I both have stateside. Uh, and I love the ones with the pom-poms on top. What are those things called? The little furry balls? They're not pom-pom. furry. They're called a pom-pom. Some dudes want to cut them off. I'm like, why would you cut it off? That's, that's what makes it look good. It makes it look like a ski cap. And then yesterday, what else did we get yesterday? Oh, shall I go get it? Yes. I think it's time to put it on, Robin. I think it's time to put it on. No, yeah, I did the SSS. No, not the Nazi thing. Yes, shit, shower, and shave. Hey, most men do it. Women do it, too. It's not just a man thing anymore, you know what I mean? Anyway, we got uh, open lines right now. 215-462-TONY. 215-462-8669. A lot of things on the table. We're talking about uh, the Kaepernick situation. Who's in the wrong here? Is the league trying to screw him? Or is he trying to make the league look bad 
by scheduling this public workout and interview session. And now, ladies and gentlemen, because the one that I had from years before doesn't fit me anymore. Not that my head has gotten any bigger. You know what I'm saying? It, it never fit you, Tony. So let me put this baby on. Is it too soon, Robin? Not according to every single grocery store, uh, holiday music station, um, pretty much all retail, period. It is, according to them, the holiday season. It's the holiday season. And Santa. I have to play it, Robin. I have to play my first official Christmas song. What happened? I'm just saying no. To who? To drugs? What do you mean, no? It's the holiday season, Robin. Whoop-de-doo. My favorite version of that is this one right here, Robin. Maybe my favorite holiday song of all time. Christmas, Hanukkah, Rosh Hashanah, you name it. Can you bring it up, please? I yes. want this started from the very beginning, Robin. Hang on. Oh. Wait, we gotta get, Are you ready? We, I got to get my uh, dickie on right now. Happy holidays! Happy holidays! While the merry bells keep ringing, happy holidays! All right, sing it, Andy. What season is it, Robin? What season is it? Oh, it's the holiday season. It's the holiday season, and Santa Claus is coming down. I agree with Senior Twenty Deep. No. That's a big dangly Tony, that's the biggest dangly Santa ball that I've ever seen. I haven't, I, haven't, I haven't seen this many balls hit somebody's face since I was watching. Uh, I can't talk about it. I agree, that. Senior Tony. Do we need to wait until after Thanksgiving? The Christmas tree. No, wait, no, 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 no. One more, one more oh. first. Oh! Hoop de doo. Hoop de doo. And dickery dock. And don't forget to hang up your sock. Just exactly at 12 o'clock. He'll be coming down the chimney down. Okay, can we stop now? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. You had enough. You had enough. We all had enough. He's coming down the chimney, right? He's already in the malls. It's middle of it's November thirteenth, Robin. <sighs> Tony. The people like the ball and the the bounce. Why does it have a long string on it though? I like it that way. That way it dangles. No, the ball bangs. It hits me in the face. I think that's the whole point. Last person that got hit in the face by balls this many times was Liberace, for God's sake. Oh. <laughs> We always like talking about balls on this show. Speaking of that, we got to get Tom Looney on one of these days. We were talking to him last week. Yes. One of my favorite guys in the business, Looney. We're going to get him on one day. As um, we get closer into the holiday actually, season, Robin. Actually, uh, I hate to bring it down, um, but I want to just really quick give a very, very um, warm – Thought, shout out to the fabulous B Harm, Brian Harmon, Chef Brian Harmon, who we've known for so many years. And um, we just found out some horrible news, as did he, that his wife 
has an incurable cancer and has been given, she went through two rounds of chemo and she was going to go through a third. And um, and we learned this last night on our way back from dinner. We learned this last night um, that they're saying that the third round of chemo, it won't do any good. And so they've been letting everybody know. They just told their children. Horrifying That's news. I mean, it's just, just I, we we just saw her. She just looks. We just saw her for, for his, his birthday, birthday party. Yes, this summer, a couple, couple months, months ago. ago, and she looked perfectly fine. So all and of our friends out there know Brian Harmon, of course, the chef at the Cantina Laredo, and before that at Rock Bottom Brewery yeah, up in King of and Prussia. And now he's with uh, uh, Margaritas Margaritaville, and. Um, I mean, we're just just absolutely in shock. I I still can't even believe it. And um, Brian, if I, I'm sure that you have better things to do, but if this gets to you, uh, our heart goes out to you and to Shelly. And um, we are thinking of you, sending you lots and lots of prayers. And anybody out there that has lost people, you know what's going. Especially through. at a young age. Oh God, it's just pre forty and young children and absolutely. So. Brian, we're thinking about you, brother. <sighs> Can't imagine what you're going through. And anybody who's gone through s- losing someone to cancer, especially at a young age, is just horrifying. And I just can't I, – I can't even imagine the feelings going through the family, the Harmon family up there. There actually is a GoFundMe um, for her already. I will – let me see if I can find it, and I'll post it here on the on Yeah, the somebody chat tweeted room. me yesterday, and I, because we were running around and had to get out of here as soon as the show was over – I didn't even get a chance to open it up, but I saw that the, well, the story it, was that there was some really, really bad news yeah. in the Brian Harmon family, so I had no idea what it was until we read about it. And then Robin texted him last night. We called him last night, and it went to his phone, and then he, he wrote us back because obviously he's been overwhelmed with people calling and not really in a talkative mood, so we understood it. So we read his tweet on the way back home, and he told us the bad news, and it's just absolutely devastating. Yeah, we're just Any time of the year, but now here we are, the middle of November, you know, the holiday season's coming on, and there's no, there's no good time to lose a family loved one. But this time of the year, weather's getting colder. It's just horrific. So anybody that knows Brian knows what an amazing, amazing guy is, and he, he is going to need all the support um, that anybody can give him. And, um, yeah. So I hate to bring it down, but I, I just wanted to – the holiday season kind of reminded me of it because there are people that the holiday season is the hardest time for them. And now, you did transition from, you know, me doing a stupid drum solo with Andy, Andy Williams and singing holiday season. But that's okay, Robin. I mean, he's a friend and it's important. And, and while we were talking about um, tough times, I also want to give a shout-out uh, to... I don't know his last name, but Brian, who on Veterans Day um, stopped off. He he wanted to commemorate the military, and he actually stopped off at the cemetery that your at father— At Beverly National yes. Cemetery in Willingboro, New Jersey. And in Beverly, New Jersey, which is right next to— uh, um, To honor Willingboro. your father. And, uh, yeah, I didn't even see that DM. Yeah. And so he took a photograph of— Of my father's grave Of your father's stone? grave. Now, did they have all the flowers? Because we didn't even get to go there on Monday, which I pisses know. me off because we had to do a double header. Did they have all the flags at every one of the, uh, um, every one of the tombstones? It doesn't. I know they do look, on Memorial Day weekend. Yeah, it doesn't at look like they all military cemeteries, Arlington, obviously, and Beverly and the other military cemeteries around the country. But there it is. As you can see, he took a photograph of um, your father's grave, Orlando Bruno. 
And um, we thank him for honoring your dad and all the other military personnel that are buried there and laid to rest. 82nd Airborne, baby. You want to talk about the greatest generation? And I know I didn't go and fight in a war and people were giving me crap about posting my dad's tombstone. People who never even would think about volunteering or doing anything for the country are coming after me because I'm honoring my dad on Veterans Day and on the day of his death. So that's the world we live in right now, ladies and gentlemen. People are so absolutely, totally engulfed in hatred and absolutely meaningless nonsense, things that really don't affect their lives in any way, shape, or form, but they're obsessed with that kind of stuff. Enjoy life every day. I say it all the time. Every morning when I wake up, you don't know what's going to happen. You just can't take, you can't take your health for granted. You can't take living another day for granted. But we all do because, you know, the longer we live, we think, hey, nothing's going to happen to me. You know, Angelo Cataldi, I don't know if you saw this, he posted this morning that his wife was on uh, 309 and got into an accident and crashed into a guardrail. Luckily, the airbag deployed and yeah, she was God. taken to a hospital. And but if you did you see the photograph yeah, of the car? That car was absolutely wow. mangled. Yeah, Gail. So I sent him a note and I said, hey, man, thank God she's okay. Angelo didn't go to work today at WIP. And then you see that and you see how fragile, how, you know, how fragile life is. You don't know what's going to happen. You can jump in your car and be gone. You can wake up in the morning and find out you have an incurable disease. I'm not trying to bring people down. I'm trying to bring people up. Stop worrying about nonsense. It doesn't matter. Worry about things that do matter, your health, your family, things that you can control and try to keep happy all the time. Um, I just posted on the chat room the link to Shelly's GoFundMe, and um, when you get to it, this is, this is what you will see is a photograph. This is actually from, I think, from Brian's birthday party that we were at. I recognize what he was wearing there. And as you can see, I mean, this was just... Um, I think, what was this, August? It was just not very long ago, and you can see she was in the picture of health, and it's just shocking to everybody. Um, so, yeah, so uh, anything that you guys can do to help, um, but this is posted out there, and uh, the link is on the chat room. Uh, it is called Shelly's Strength, Strength for Shelly, and uh, that's their official GoFundMe page. All right. And again, we're thinking about you, Brian, man, and all the family and kids and your whole great family that we had a lot of good times with at Cantina and at the house for his big 40th birthday party this past summer. Meanwhile, as we get back to the other things that people are talking about, and that, of course, is sports and the Jets and, you know, stuff that at the end of the day is just entertainment and a diversion. You know, we love watching sports. My sports has been my career, most of it, other than news. And so this is what I do because I love doing it. But the bottom line is, you know, we, we need diversions from life, not diversions from real life and death situations that we have to deal with, even health situations. I mean, I've been dealing with a health situation, not life or death, thank God, but, you know, people go through pain every day. People are having a hard time walking. You know, you see people struggling just to, to go up steps and stuff, and you think about that all the time, and you just say, hey, you know what? I can still walk. I can still, I can still do everything that I can do, not as well as before. That's called the aging process. Or it's called, okay, boomer, shut up. But you don't have to be a boomer to have things bad happen to you. No. We're talking about people in their 30s. Charles Rogers, 38 years old, a wide I receiver, know. top draft pick in the NFL, 38 years old, dead. And so it, it's not just old people. There are people living into their 90s, deep 90s, into their hundreds now. 
And so we just see all these people, like my mom is 95, and we see all these World War II people that are still around 100 years old and better. It's incredible. It's incredible. 215-462-TONY is the toll-free number. 215-462-8669. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, you're still mm-hmm. watching the impeachment yeah, sorry hearings. To, sorry to bring everybody down, but... But, you know, we have to talk about everything. Yes, and, we do. Um, and we want to help as many people as possible. So the open lines, so. if you want to talk about, I mean, we got hockey going on here in Philly, the Flyers tonight against the Washington Capitals. Real test for this Philly team that's been playing well, and the Caps have been phenomenal, especially on the road. Sixers play Markel Fultz and the Orlando Magic tonight. Joel Embiid. Do they really need Joel Embiid against the uh, Orlando Magic? Well, it is load management night. The load management will be people will be burning their Markel Fultz jerseys. And, of course, also, you know, there are three former Sixers on the Orlando Magic. Nick Vucevic, who was uh, their center. Uh-huh. They got another 76er lottery guy. Another guy, of course, who was part of the process. Markel Fultz, obviously, was a first-round pick. I'm not going to call him a failure. Because he didn't really fail yet. He's trying to get back. Right, right. But he's been around a couple years. He had the health thing. He had the shoulder thing. And the Sixers, unfortunately, have had a whole litany of these types of players. Andrew Bynum, they brought him in, and he never played because he had various injuries, and they brought him in thinking he was a big free agent. Let's bring him in and build around him before the process and the tanking started, and that didn't work out. You know, and obviously Joel Embiid, they knew they got a guy who was damaged goods, and they were willing to wait, and that was a great pick. He fell into their laps at number three. And here we are a couple of years into his playing career, and we still worry about his health. And, you know, he's a big guy, played last night, had to be physical, get the dunk at the end of the game to actually beat the Cleveland Cavaliers, and now in a back-to-back, he's not going to play tonight. Again, that's the modern-day NBA. They're not going to listen to me and say, hey, you know, Will Chamberlain, Michael Jordan, those guys didn't take nights off, and they were playing every night. And so that's just the world we live in. That doesn't mean I have to like it. I'm not trying to change it because I can't. They're not going to listen to me. They didn't listen to me when I was working at the Sixer station and denouncing the tank because they had so many of these minions who were coming after me to tell me that I didn't have a right to question the tank because they, the 20-somethings who have been watching basketball for four years, all of a sudden know more about the game than I do. So I just defer to these geniuses with podcasts (laughs) because they're right, even though they're not. And again, I don't root against the team. I want them to win. I've seen them win two championships in my lifetime. So the, the notion that I just, I just root against the team because I hate them. Give me a break. It's just insanity, Robin. It's just absolute insanity. And you know what I say about insanity, Robin? What do you say, Tony? Nobody got time for that. Nobody got time for that. Nobody. And not Boom. Now, Boomer, I was thinking I'm going to write a book. I'm not going to give you the title, but I I came up last night. I was thinking about this. I got a great name for my book. I'm not going to release it because somebody will steal it. But I figured it out what my book is going to be titled and what I'm going to write about. Oh, okay. So you can't even tell me. No, I can't tell you yet, Robin, because you're a snitch. How do I know I trust you? You could be a whistleblower. I could. Now, you would get I would give you firsthand information. So you would actually have heard what I said. But I will record everything I say to you now so that I can go to the transcript and play back to show you that there was no collusion. 
and so that if it did get out, there wouldn't be other people on the line listening and then interpreting what I said to you. Therefore, if it did get out, you would be the lone soul whistleblower and someone who would be complicit in destroying my plans for the future, Robin. Do you understand how that works? Uh Uh-huh. So that's how it works. So I will tell you, and then you will tell me what I'm doing wrong. How it always works, yes. I I will tell you, and you'll say, no, no, that's not what you should do. This (laughs) is what you should do. You know what I'm saying? But I'm always right. Ridiculous. By the way, I have more breaking news now on the Colin Kaepernick open trial. According to my buddy Matt Lombardo. Uh Uh-huh. He says that the New York football giants will be among the teams at Colin Kaepernick's workout in Atlanta this weekend. And so does that mean that they want to sign Colin Kaepernick and don't like Danny Dimes or Eli Manning anymore? No. It's called due diligence. And I hope a lot of teams send people. Because then there too. can't be any of this, and if, oh, you know, the league is to see. All hope, these teams are colluding. Exactly. I hope all the teams send as, you know, as many teams send representatives as possible and that they all say that they looked at the video. And then if nobody says, oh, well, we're still not interested, then he can't say anything. Exactly. He needs to shut up the F up then. No, no. We need to put, we need closure, Robin. We need, we need the speculation and the stuff that happens. The one good thing about it is it gives sports talk radio people who have nothing to talk about. It's like the old did Pete Rose Rose bet on baseball. I was one of those evergreens for sports radio hosts uh-huh. who needed uh, content because they couldn't think of other things to talk about, and their management says don't talk about that. Right. It was, hey, there's no phones aren't ringing today. There's really no big hot-button topic. Let's throw this out there. Did Pete Rose bet on baseball? And then after when all that finally came out and he admitted he bet, then they couldn't use that anymore. So now we have the standard issue, Mount Rushmore of this and that. And that gets the phone lines going and the Twitter accounts and the polls going. Robin's not getting angry. Are you getting angry, I'm not. I'm not getting angry. I just explained how if I tell her what I'm going to do with my book and upcoming accompanying DVD, and then I'll have edited versions for China because they won't like some of the things I say. So if I want to sell the book in China, I will have to edit things out. So the communist government will not be able to censor my book, which I expect to sell at least a billion copies in China of this. Because I'm big in China. Now, by the way, this is in no shape, way, or form a criticism of the Chinese people who are fantastic and hardworking and amazing. Um, It's just as any people that is being ruled by an unfair government if exactly. we, you know it's, it's so you're not when when you're talking and criticizing the government which is frowned upon um it's that used not to be what we did grow that's what i did growing up when i was a liberal democrat progressive i used to protest the things the government now everybody wants the government to run them i i used to, i grew up learning that the government is evil and that we are not going to pay attention to what they're doing because we're going to call them out now people call out the government because they want the government to be their their nannies I don't want the gut. The government can't run anything right. Why are you screaming for more government? That's what I'm saying. So it's flip-flopped. Democrats, which I used to be a lifelong one, mm-hmm. stood up against the government, against Vietnam, and against things that we saw that were wrong. Now people get triggered at every little thing, and they're there marching and putting up signs and burning shit down. Protest is great, but when you protest every single weekend about stuff that you can't change, it doesn't matter. Climate change protests, 
are not going to change anything except sell more banners and floats and baby Trump dolls that will get stabbed and exploded and all that kind of stuff. Do what you want. It's America. Just don't bust up people's property. Just don't block streets, unless you're in San Francisco now, because their new DA says you can poop on the streets, you can pee on the streets, you're not going to get arrested for petty crimes, you can sleep in front of somebody's house, you can do whatever the hell you want, because we don't, we don't play that shit anymore. Um, now, the Tony- ball, you know what I like about this ball, though, Robin? Because I notice women do this, and I'm not able to do it. What's the one thing women do or guys with long hair do when yeah, it blows in their face? Flip. You do one of those flips. No, you're, you're flipping the wrong way. How do you get it to go from if one side? If it's on that side, then you need to flip it. I flip it. the same direction? Yeah, there you go. Oh, that's good uh, geometry right there. Right? Well, I have long hair, so I know. Is it flipping? Pro- oh, that one just hit me right in the face. <laughs> I feel like I'm at an all-male orgy right now. Oh! Isn't there, isn't there a game... That where you put something like that on you, and then you have an apple that dangles, and you try to try to see if you can bite or eat the apple while it's dangling from your head. Yeah, there's a lot of those dangling games. Usually, it's a woman dangling in front of me, and uh, and I that and, is your and, I, and I try to reach up, and then she doesn't bend over, and she teases me with that stuff. But you know, let's say hey, those are the kinds of things you have to deal with in life, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Tony, not all going to be easy. Tony, <laughs> yes. shall we go to Florida really quick? Absolutely, Robin. It's still warm down there, but it's supposed to get cold down there too. I don't want to hear any of my Florida friends crying when the temperature plunges and they're going to be bitching about how cold it is. It's called the next ice age. It's called an Arctic blast. It's called an Arctic freeze. It's called... Down to Florida We welcome you to the Sunshine State They're kicking back and soaking up the rays Every day I gotta get this thing to start spinning, like you know, basketball. The globe trotters do. See if I can get this thing spinning no, around and around. Well, you can they're like a helicopter. Now, ladies and gentlemen, she ain't in Florida. She ain't from Florida. No. But she's going down to Florida right she's now. Going down to Florida right now. Your correspondent, your Florida Gator. It's Let's... great to be. And I'm gonna take everybody with me. We are gonna go to Tampa. Oh, I know Tampa. Tampa. I know that place. And uh, Florida apparently has an issue. Remember a couple months ago we did uh, a couple of stories about this young man who was pretending to be a doctor even oh, though yeah. he wasn't a doctor? Yeah, absolutely. Is he still around? Uh, I don't know, but he was called, do- I think he, was named, he called himself Dr. Love or something like that. Well, I right? call myself Dr. Anyway, Love, too. Uh, we now have a woman named Roberta Guedes who says she has a law degree, but she never passed the bar exam. She opened up her own law offices without one. And um, she did not let it stop her in any shape, way, or form of accepting clients and going to court for them. Oh, that's a good job. Yeah, yeah. Well, have you seen most of the lawyers out there right now? You would never in a million years think that they passed a bar exam. Well, she did not. And um, a she did go to law school. Uh, and she has several people who went to school with her who did pass the bar exam and uh, recognized her when they saw her in court and went, wait a minute, wait a minute. You're out of order. You're out of order. The whole courtroom's out of order. So she represented (laughs) clients. She accepted money to handle their immigration and family law cases, but never disclosed that she was not licensed to do so. Uh, She's 40 years old, and she could now face prison time, so maybe she can actually finally get her full law degree while she's in prison. 
Uh, she signed a plea agreement admitting to federal charges of mail fraud and aggravated identity theft. So we shall see if we have any more uh, stories about her in the next coming months like we did about the fake doctor who had set up an entire fake doctor practice. Why don't people and who move to Florida just do what everybody does when they go out down there, especially women? Just go work at a strip club. It's like the strip club... It's like the OJT for strip club people. They go in Tampa, they start there, uh-huh. and then they move on to Vegas. You know, it's it's a it's a good strip club city, and I'm not a big strip club regular, but they go there, and then the goal is to move to Vegas and make it on the big stage. Now, you know what I'm saying? It's like it's like the minor leagues of strip clubs. Not not even minor. I'm going to say it's like triple A. It's not like single A, low A, or A cups at all, because you don't really want A cups. If you're working in a strip no, club, no, no, no. Right? well, there's some guys that are into that. Yeah, I mean, there's some, listen, you can't discriminate. Some people like the little uh, eighth yeah. grade uh, tatas. Well, no, I mean, I had size A cup boobs forever. Until Mine are I got, a solid A right now. Well, until actually. until I got pregnant, and then they grew exponentially. <laughs> but uh, you know, I was an adult with A size A cups. So there's nothing right there. Adult women have A cups. There's so nothing now, will they it. allow this woman to, uh, while she's uh, matriculating in the... Maybe she'll these, represent herself. In the cell room. Maybe, you know, give her some... Uh, have her watch Judge Judy every day in the cell. Uh, get up, pick up some... Can, can she get internet? Because she can go online and get a degree. Now, I have a... Well, no, no. You, to, she So she has her law... Um, she, she went to school for it, but she never passed the bar exam. And you have to, unlike other things, you have to pass the exam to be able to call yourself a lawyer. So you could have a law degree without being a exactly. lawyer. Um, but she never, she never did. Now, but remember, you can't spell lawyer. You can't spell liar without lawyer. Because let's be honest, a lot of lawyers are professional liars. If they know their client is guilty, I've never... if you're a criminal defense attorney and you know whatever, and you have to take on clients who you know are guilty beyond any reasonable doubt, are you going to walk in there and say, my client's guilty, Your Honor, uh, pay me on the way out? No, you're trying to defend them to prove that they didn't do the crime, even when it's obvious that they did the crime. So that's why lawyers have to be good liars in some circumstances. Yes. Well, no, actors. I wouldn't say liars. No. They have to be good actors. No, they're lying. The only good actors are all these frauds on TV who play lawyers. That's true. With like the 72,000. I, I could play a very good lawyer. Like that guy Bull. He's not a lawyer, but his people around him are lawyers. Right. He's a psychologist. He's if bullshit, you, basically. If you, if you could and you could get a fake... Whatever degree, degree. What would you, what would you like to do other than radio? You can't, first of all, fake degrees don't get you jobs. Oh yeah. You can't have a, you can't have a fake degree that says I'm a rocket scientist and then expect NASA to hire you and put you right in their admission control because the paper says it. Now, okay, so let me rephrase this. If with the qualifications that you have right now, and you could get away with having a fake degree. What would you like to do? What do you think you could? Nothing. Do? I, I don't want. To, I never wanted to be a lawyer. I never want to. I, I, I listen. They're important when you need them, but there's too many lawyers, Robin. That's the problem. There's too many lawyers, and when there's too many lawyers, that's why when you turn your TV set on, 
they're they're looking for angles. Every you know, every, if you have mesothelioma, there's people that just do certain facets. I it's know. like it's but like it being an... it's like going to a smorgasbord, and you know you don't want those really green, you don't want that green jello. So you move over to the next thing. So you specialize in one thing. So therefore, you know, especially now with all the chemistry, you know, the Roundup, anything you see, vaping. You know, it's pretty soon you'll see. Have you been injured? Is your lung hurt because you vaped last night? Call us right now, and we will get you a settlement. Okay, what, isn't that how law works? What do you think they're you, pimping for clients? That's their job. What do you think you could do without a degree right now? Like, what do you think that you could? I could fake have done anything, with, and I don't have a college. No, degree. what do you think you could fake your way into right now? Uh, strip club. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't require a degree, Tony. Do you think there's anything that you could fake your way into that requires a, de- a degree? I could fake my way on my own podcast. Hey. A lot of people do that. I could fake my way in. Are you playing that music, ther- Robin? I like that. Oh, no. I'm, oh, that, I think that was that somebody's walk up sound? Whatever that was. That I was don't know, good. That's really cool. Um, I think I could fake. I could fake being Can a therapist. You fake an orgasm. That's what I want to know, Robin. And that's what the. Uh, the I've already proven that. Uh, <laughs> not with me, you haven't. Oh. Oh. Um. I think I could fake my way being a therapist, like a not a, a a psychologist therapist, not a psychiatrist, because you have to have an MD and you can prescribe medication and. Well, Doogie Howser, did he have a degree? Oh when yeah, he was MD? He, yeah, absolutely. Well, just on a fake TV show, he didn't yes. really life. But I could fake my way into a therapy. I could be a therapist. I, I could, am a therapist. Why don't you lie down and tell me about your problems? Don't you uh, have a seat right there at the coffee table and. I could do that. I could do that. And I've done it, actually, for many friends. No, I'm talking about uh, oh. to catch a predator. <laughs> Remember that guy? What was his name again, Robin? Tony could fake his way into a rock star drummer. Absolutely. I mean, all the rock star guys, all, ro- all those rock star guys are just all burned out guys in my age group right now. Right. But you don't need a degree. Like, something that you need a degree for, what could you fake it for? I don't really fake it. I can't fake anything, Robin. You can't fake steak, first of all, as you learned at the uh, what's the uh, the chains that they they say that you can't fake steak. Not Bonanza, they're gone. Oh, Longhorn the- uh, Longhorn Steakhouse. They're commercials. You can't, can't fake, fake steak. steak. You really, I can't fake anything. Chris Hansen is the correct answer. Thank you, gentlemen. Yeah, faking an orgasm doesn't require a degree either. See, and I don't want to fake being a gynecologist. Because fake being a gynecologist doesn't mean you're just going to get laid. No. It means you're going to have to do, like, all the preliminary work. Yeah. The foreplay is not really, as a gynecologist who's fake, Yeah, yeah. you're not going to really be able to convince a woman who's been to a gynecologist before or has never been to a gynecologist that what you're doing is actually necessary to actually do the correct examination that you are trained to do. When you put her do up you, in the stirrups, yeah, do you know it how doesn't you, mean you start unbuckling your pants. Do you uh, know how to work a speculum? <laughs> Speculum, I love that building, man. The Flyers won the two Stanley Cups. I mean, the Sixers. I love the Speculum. I could just see you trying to open up one of those things and going, how does how does this thing work? I could be a, the porn director. I'm eminently qualified. Again, to no, it does not require a it degree. Doesn't require, it just requires a lot of experience and understanding the angles. Okay. You know, it's all about vision. Everything is about vision. You know, you have a vision in life. Some people, like I had a vision to be in radio. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. And I went after it. But a lot of young people, and it's not because I had the vision everybody else should. A lot of people don't know what they want to do. You know what? You could very 
easily, although this doesn't require a degree either, and that's been proven over and over again, um, or at least is a politician. You could be a politician very easily. No, I could never be a politician. No? No, absolutely not. Because I, you have to have, there was no way I could stand up before anybody just pimping for votes by lying and telling them, this is what I'm going to do for you. Because if I didn't do it, I would not be able to sleep at night. That's the difference between me and politicians. They all have to lie. Trump lies, of course he does. Every politician lies, lies to get your vote. And they don't only just want your vote. They want your money. We ask for people's money, but we're giving them a product in return. I know. I, I mean, do. there's 20-something people, right? Who, like the Demo- the Republicans had, like, what, 13 candidates asking people for money in 2016. The Democrats have, like, 12 people yes. left out of 25. And all 25 people were asking people to send them money so that they can be in the debates. And then when they fail, do you get your money back? No. No. It's gone. And uh, more people are going to bail. That's and- why you should become a politician, Tony. They'll no, send you money. No, because that's that's – that's the way the world works, unfortunately. I can't do that. I'd be mo- almost ashamed to ask people to tip the show and to subscribe. Because, you know, we're, we're not doing this to get rich. No. And we don't make a lot of money doing we're this. We're doing it to just survive, pay the bills. And I think Trevor from the 203. No, we're doing this because it's fun D-Conrad, and I still enjoy doing it, Robin. They, they hit it on the head. Professor, you could be a teacher. And you, it's re- a degree is required, but... I think that you could fake it. You don't need one. You would not need a degree to become a teacher. No, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind being a teacher, but not like broadcasting and that stuff, but journalism. What would you teach? First of all, if you look at the schools now teaching journalism, you look at Northwestern University, an alleged bastion of unbelievable. How embarrassing. Anybody who went to Northwestern University, and there's a lot of people in the media who went there. And they're fantastic. And they they think they're above everybody. Oh, it's like the Harvard of the Midwest. Well, no longer, ladies and gentlemen. And, and, and if you saw the story, their journalism department has now basically become a bunch of panty wastes. They are so – imagine going to a, jur- a really amazing up, journalism. Tom. So Northwestern has a great journalism yes. program. A lot of people on television and radio went there. And it has a there. great reputation. Absolutely. Had, now all of a sudden, had. fast forward to now. Last week, apparently, at Northwestern University – they were doing a, their journalism department was doing a story about it was it about ice i don't want to get the story wrong because harvard was doing a thing with ice and then they got angry because the people there who were all triggered because they wanted a comment from ice and then the journalism students were all triggered because you really should journalism students shouldn't be doing journalism now and northwestern's doing the same thing their students are all crying and they're worried about how Difficult stories to cover as a young, aspiring journalist going to a journalism school at Northwestern University would be really affected. And the students, they just, I don't know how they would be able to go oh. through life. Um, it was, they, the, they were covering a speech by Jeff Sessions. That's right. It was Jeff Sessions, former uh, attorney general, obviously, and then before that, longtime right. senator. And so he was there speaking, and they covered it. But then when the students showed up and they started banging on the doors like they did. Remember the Kavanaugh at the Supreme Court? The students were covering it. The student journalists. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. The journalists. That's their job. You have a former attorney general at your school in a journalism class and you're supposed to cover it whether you like him or not. Correct. And there were also student demonstrators at the Jeff Sessions speech. But the demonstrators were exactly on the same page as the journalists. They hated Jeff Sessions. 
They didn't want to hear his side of the story. They already decided beforehand that this wasn't a legitimate story, and if they covered the story, then they would be really, really violating and hurt their 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 psyches would have been. Well, damaged. this is what read, it was said. read the statement from the from the school. So here, the editors at Northwestern University's campus newspaper apologized this past Sunday for its coverage of student demonstrators, which they said was invasive and hurt students spurring a swift backlash from professional journalists and a broader reckoning over reporting practices and diversity in newsrooms. In other words, they apologized for allowing their students to cover fairly the on both sides these student demonstrators saying that they shouldn't have done that. So they were exercising free <laughs> speech, and then the triggered journalism students were worried about actually covering a free speech event because you couldn't possibly cover it as a journalism student because you've been ingratiated and you've been basically told how to think as an aspiring lawyer when you're then going to go out there and take your degree and go represent people fairly in a court of law. So now journalism students are actually triggered by actually having to do journalism. Barco 24 is exactly correct. The best journalists are those whom you do not know what their political beliefs are. You shouldn't if you are if you are a um... when I was taking journalism and political science courses, Robin, mm -hmm. you know what I learned how to cover stories, not well, you know, if this is a republic, this is a Democrat, We're you got to make sure you think this way. This is how these kids are being taught now. They're being taught that this is the only way to think. And again, I don't care how you think to me. That's why I, I, I despise colleges. I'm glad my kids are all grown and out right now. I really feel bad for any parent. Parents can't even control their kids in elementary school anymore, right? They come home, you try to help them with their homework. You know, they want to keep them in school till 6 o'clock at night because parents are like, hey, you know, here, take your, uh, take your Walkman. Of course, they don't use Walkman. I'm doing my <laughs> Joe Biden here. Go take your record player and your Walkman and, and go. Uh, now it's like give your kid a tablet, tell them to go sit in the corner and stop bothering me, okay? I'm watching NFL Live. I got my fantasy show coming on right now. Now, when your kids are in college, you have zero control or knowledge of what they're learning. And it's not even about their learning what they're supposed to learn. It's what they're being told how to think, when they, not what to think or to think. When I went to school, I was told to think, not told how to think. And now it's completely different. You are telling kids in college, you're telling kids in, in kindergarten now how to think. Yeah. So you're putting them into this mindset of this is right and this is wrong when they're not using right and wrong as the examples of how to think. They're telling you what's right and wrong, even when wrong is right and right is wrong. You follow me so far? I, I was really trying. I mean, I, I think uh, I, the bouncing ball. The bouncing ball helps. It's like Mitch helps. Miller. Now, of course, you're not old enough. Remember Sing It with Mitch? Nope. There was a TV show. We've got to pull the no video up, Robin. Old school TV show in the black and white days. Singing with Mitch. Mitch Miller Singing was his name. Singing with Mitch. All right. And this is when the world was a kinder, gentler, safer place. The only thing we really worried about was whether the Russians were going to nuke us when we were going to the classrooms. And we would have drills. We would dive under the table just in case during the Cold War the Russians were going to attack us. Just a minor thing, you know. It wasn't like, hey, you know, it's cold outside. We might have sent the kids home early. So we didn't have any things to worry about, like going to Vietnam or diving under our desks Worrying about nukes. All right, I have sing along. Not Mitch Trubisky. Nobody sings along with Mitch. 
Sing Along with Mitch Miller. And he had a TV show, and let me explain. They would play music, and just like karaoke is now. You know when you go into a karaoke bar, they have the screen Uh where it has the words? Okay. He would have the bouncing ball on the TV screen so that people watching at home could follow along along. with it. So this was karaoke before the Japanese stole the whole karaoke idea. They stole it from Mitch Miller. Sing along. Do we have a clip, Robin? We have a clip. This is Sing Along with Mitch Shirley Temple. Oh, man. Was she drinking a Shirley Temple at the time, or had they not invented it yet? I love them. I love them. No, I'm sure, because they they were, it was invented because of Shirley Temple. And then they had the, the, Shirley Temple is 7-Up with grenadine and a cherry. And then they also had the the Coca-Cola version, which was the, um, um, Ah, shoot. I, you know what I like, Shirley Temples? Because my kids would drink them when I would take them to, you know, when they were young. I would like the cherries. I'd say, put some extra cherries. Uh, and then I'd I would give take, you my cherry all I would the time. Ta- yeah, I, I've had your cherry many times, Robin. <laughs> many, many times. Shoot. I know this. Not I know Mike this. Not Miller, not Lamar Miller. Well, let Miller. me play this, and I'll, I'll think okay. of what they got uh, here. Leslie Uggams and the sing-along gang. good reason for the excitement here tonight. We're expecting a visitor from California, one of the immortals of motion pictures and a legend in her own time, Shirley Temple. She's due at the studio any moment, and we plan to greet her with the first song she ever sang in the movie. Film was Stand Up and Cheer. Shirley was four years old, and the rest is history. Way before we had the, the mask and the voice and the, all these other bullshit TV shows. I don't see the bouncing ball, Tony. It comes up, Robin, I'm telling you. And then it says, follow the bouncing ball, and then they put the words up on the screen. Ah. It's like the old, uh, remember when they had Lawrence Welk? This was like... Watched on Saturday nights, uh-huh, uh-huh. and it was wholesome entertainment, and everybody sang, and they wore suits, and the women wore dresses. This is like Lawrence Welk, except Mitch actually spoke English. I mean, Lawrence Welk spoke English, but you had no idea what he was saying. No, no, no. I was funny. I don't remember having such a hard time understanding him until I saw a rerun of one. I'm like, what? What was Ladies that? Ladies and gentlemen, now uh, Myron Florin. Uh, and then he was reading it from a from, yeah. a, from a card. And his inflections and, and, are all wrong. Oh, yeah. He had no idea. But it was still fun. But, oh, but oh, this is an older Shirley Temple. Yeah, this is when she went to porn, after she had done the whole Good Ship <laughs> Lolly. Bruno. Back when she did the Good Ship Lollipop, the X-rated version. You know what I'm saying? Can I can I fast forward? Let me see if I can I find the Batman. Because one of his things was follow the bouncing ball. I'm looking for the bouncing and ball, so and I we don't see We were talking about the here. ball on my Santa hat. And the first thing I thought of, well, was some obscene things about balls and faces, which jokes are used all the time. But this one was Mitch Miller, follow the bouncing ball. Why don't I see the bouncing ball anywhere? Here, this is, this is, so hold on a second, I'm going to fast forward. This is a little kid. I don't see any bouncing balls, damn it. Nope. No bouncing balls. Uh, maybe not in this episode, Robin. Okay, let me see. Maybe if I when he has I think it's when he doesn't have like a big star that actually sings their songs. It's like when he wants the audience to participate without a star like Shirley Temple or Leslie Uggams in this particular episode. 
I think when he would go to that, we don't have a singer here, so let's just sing as a group and then put it up on the screen oh, for the wait, audience wait, wait, at wait, home. Wait, 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 wait. Here we go. Here we go. I see some. I... Sing along Hold with on. Mitch, bitch. Come on and sing. My foot to there it is. It's hard to see black and white. Follow the bouncing balls, Biatch. There's no bouncing ball, but the words are up there. No, I remember the bouncing ball, Robin. Okay. Well, no bouncing ball Maybe yet, it was sorry. in season two or three. I don't know. You know how they change? They upgrade All stuff right. on TV. You know, except for uh, that stupid show that you watched for seven years. So they didn't upgrade everything. And just... Oh, wait, wait, wait. I love these old. Hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. I want to go back. I'm going to play. These are old commercials. And by the way. Oh, you get the of two extra That is some white folk shit. There's no doubt about it. In every can of Libby's frozen orange juice. What's on? I it's love the these flavor. old commercials. It's the fragrance. <laughs> Libby's ah. exclusive new process adds the flavorful fragrant parts. The oomph of two extra oranges to every can. Talking about this looks like the frickin' uh, Duke class reunion. It is some white folk shit, though. Oh, well, this is obviously the entire show was brought to them by Libby's. Libby, probably a white woman. Probably the patriarchy. Or the matriarchy. Libby takes juicy lean meat and mixes it okay, with barbecue enough. sauce until it swings. Yeah. Then the Marlboro man would come on and in, inhale one cigarette all. You know how people just do the one can of beer and they just chug it all at once? The Marlboro man would come on and just take that drag and the whole thing would, would go he, all would he, would the way he, back. He actually smoke on TV? Of course. Wow. Everybody smoked on TV back then. You ever watch The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson? They were smoking all the time on the set. It's an outrage. I'm still trying to find the bouncing ball, folks. Well, I don't... I'm telling you, trust me. I trust Mitch you. Mitch Miller, I told you, was the original TV karaoke. So all, everything you see nowadays was stolen by modern-day talentless douchebags who think they have ideas. That's why they can't come up with any new movies or new TV shows. They're all a ripoff of something done in other countries. They're all remakes of shows. They're all remakes of bad movies that nobody wanted. And oh. the Marlboro Man just died, of course, up there in Colorado Springs. Hold on a second. Here is actually Mitch Miller on the bouncing ball concept regarding Sing Along with Mitch. Once again, I'm trying to prove to you, Robin, this is not fake news here. When I, I say don't... something, I say it from I fact. Know, I know you do, but here. Maybe it was a bouncing ball. Everyone says it was bouncing balls. We just had the lyrics. I mean, I told you we had the two cameras and the stuff in black. But after, but after a while, we had a, a lever, so you didn't have to. <laughs> and, uh, and so, but we couldn't. We had to get two cameras out of circulation for it, and so we could only do the opening and closing. But if, if now, if if the show ever goes. Close on cable. On. We, we can put it in with computer. We can have singla have the lyrics for every song, and nice and nice and pure and clear. Why do you think that everybody thinks that there was a bouncing ball? Because there was in the theater. There was a, when the, the organ would teach you a new song in the theater. The organ would play, and there was a bouncing ball. And, uh, and then there was a, 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 a cartoon. Looney Tunes and all that, 
where they had a bouncing ball. So people, you know, drew that from their memory. There, there it is, go, Mitch Ty. Miller. So there was, and he said no. he wanted there to be one, but they couldn't do it because they only had two cameras right. and the technology wasn't as good. But I always remember as a kid, follow the, because he would say follow the bouncing right. ball. Right, but there was but no bouncing ball. But there was no bouncing ball. So it was like subliminal. Yeah, because the words would come up on the screen like they do on a karaoke screen. And, you know, on the karaoke screen, they're highlighted yeah. to go along with the song so that people can keep up with it. So you fell for the subliminal yeah. message that there was hey, a bouncing listen, ball. Hey, listen, I've been loving ball stuff. I've, I was, <laughs> I've been about balls since I first discovered my own, Robin, as a young ute when I realized that I had balls. And then I grew up and realized that I need balls even more than ever because a lot of men are basically removing their balls every single day to become something that they're not. We have time for one or two more phone calls before we end the show today. So if you have anything else to say to us or if you'd like us to, uh, if you have a comment about the show, if you'd like to. Give the knowledge us a- that is spewed here, Robert. Oh, yeah, it's totally. Speaking of professor. I mean, is there anything that I don't know about about any era? No. That's the advantage of being a boomer. See, people rip boomers. If you're not a boomer, you don't know this stuff, right? I didn't know it's this It's like stuff. 30 years from now. The current young generation, when they're telling their kids about, yo, I remember when Fortnite was out, man. Ooh. Oh, dude. That was primitive shit, man. You should see what we have now. Now we actually have a fo- You can actually go into that world in your house. Well, you can do that now. You'll be actually be able to kill people in your own home for real, not make believe. Well, we, we on one of the Thursday night shows, uh, the the simulcast shows with 97.3 when we were up at Screwballs, we determined we had the whole time chart of what is a boomer, what is a Gen X, Gen Y. Exactly. Now, so do I give myself one of these, Robin, for that? I, uh, it was, it's a half bump up. But I remember he used to say it. Follow the bouncing, and I did, I got most of it correct. It's like a lot of, a lot of, I remember watching the show as a kid. And I remember the lyrics being up on the screen when they had no guest. We're talking about the late 50s. I was a little kid. Give me some, cut me some slack. I didn't do any research on this before the show. We're talking about balls. Then my mind goes to what do I remember about balls other than my own and a lot of things about balls. And so then I thought about Mitch Miller. Follow the bouncing ball. And Robin, being the great researcher that she is, went and found an interview. By the way, I believe Mitch Miller is now going to be joining Joe Biden on the campaign trail to help him get the message out about the bouncing ball and, and set the record straight. Bouncing ball, Robin. Not the red rubber ball. No. Which is a great song. Remember that song? I know that there was something else regarding a bouncing ball. Did, did Disney end up using the bouncing ball thing? With, uh, no, Looney Tunes, as he said, when you had no, no, pre- no. post-production. I think that um, the... Disney, the 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 Mouseketeers ended up using M I C, and they would put and the thing over have, the lyrics. Yeah. yeah, I mean that's how karaoke started, Robin. But they never used. You know what they didn't use, Robin? What did they not use? They never used a red rubber ball. You know who did this song, Robin? No. The Circle. What an awful song. You know how they spelled circle in this song, Robin? No, how do they spell it? C-Y-R-K-L-E. Wow. That's how, like, hipsters would spell their names. Nowadays. This is bad, Tony. No, listen. The the hook is good. Listen. Uh, And I think it's 
Oh, Barco24 says that this was written by Paul Simon. This was not one of Paul Simon's best. That's why he gave it away. <laughs> the Circle, they later on created the jerk that we now know today. Circle, jerk, you get it, Robbie? I get it. Not Circle K. Always running, never caring. That's the life you live. Stolen minutes of your time were all. Here we go with a six minute song just to hear the words bouncing ball, a minute and 44, four minutes and 46. This song's not that long. These, the good thing about these songs are like two minutes and ten seconds long back in the day. Rubber ball. That's so exciting. You know how long this song is? Two minutes and 17 seconds, but it seems like it's four minutes long. This is the white folk shit. But remember, in addition to this white folk shit that I grew up listening to, I was also listening to Motown and Chuck Berry and the sound of Philadelphia and funk and all the genres of music. Now, of course, there was a follow-up, like a Blue Balls. Blue Balls came after the Red Rubber Ball. Oh, I think Red Rubber Balls became Blue Balls if you didn't take care of them soon enough. And then enough. later on, even later, it became 99 Red Balloons. That's right. But they weren't really balls, though, Robin. Let's just try to keep it to balls, okay? Okay. That's bad ball knowledge right and there. And, no, I am not going to play this particular video, uh, Dean. <laughs> Because I believe this video is not okay. Good, good try though. You know what they, you know what they say about, you know what cheap hotels don't have, Robin? What? A lot of ballroom. Ballroom blitz, Robin. I know the ballroom blitz. Sweet. cardio for the day. We have like a cardio segment. You know how you have the TV shows where they be like, okay, now let's work on cardio. Let's, tomorrow will be leg day on the show, and then Friday will be ass day. Isn't every day ass day? Oh, uh, yes. Ladies and gentlemen, Not ballroom, two bitch. full three-hour shows in a row. That's a world record, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, it's definitely a record for us for a while. <laughs> we covered it all today, Robin. But you know what I noticed, Tony? What? I've noticed that in the last hour... 
we have drop-off. Well, it happens to me sometimes, too, when you go to the so bathroom. So I'm wondering if we should just not do a full three hours. We should only do two hours. Yeah, we want to make sure. Like, we're happy to have the people that we have to oh, hang absolutely. in for the whole show. But maybe a full three hours is just too much. It's inconvenient for people. Maybe they only have well, You know, I don't watch three-hour movies. If I know a movie is three hours long, I'm out on it, just like The Godfather, just like any other movie that's three hours long. Extrapolated a blasphemy. I, well, I mean, but, but we're looking at the numbers and um, and our numbers highs, don't lie, you yeah. know. I think ESPN had a show about that. And I'm, I'm, I'm going through um, the logistics, the statistics. Crunching the numbers. Crunching the numbers. Sp- by the way, speaking of that, we, the uh, Gabe Kapler press conference in San Francisco, I want to give you an update on that because uh, it is winding down as he has been introduced as the new skipper of your San Francisco Igante. And uh, I want to read one of the quotes that he threw out there today because a lot of media people are watching this. We can. I can't watch the stupid uh, impeachment hearings, and I can't watch live press conferences when I'm on the air, unfortunately. But the bottom line is this, Robin. Wait a minute. We have breaking news, too, from the high-speed wire before I get to that. Ladies and gentlemen, there's been a lot of change in the cast of morning sports shows in recent years. And now, ladies and gentlemen... Trey Wingo's rumored departure from Golik and Window would keep that wheel spinning along. Wow, 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 wow. wow. That was very short-lived. Yes, that, that comes from Awful Announcing, a site that follows media. So the original show was Bruno and Golik, and then that guy, uh, one of the 17 people that they auditioned to replace me, Mike Greenstein, a uh, Greenberg, and then he did a good job for a long time because he was the perfect ESPN employee. Yes, they love him there. Don't say anything controversial. Be milk and toast. It, and then he got his own TV show. And yes, he and left. then he bailed on Mikey. And now the big leads, Bobby Burak and Ryan Glockenspiel, report that the radio and TV host is eyeing just such a move prior to the 2020 football season. Both ESPN and Wingo's representatives declined to comment If Wingo indeed wants to leave the morning show, that move would coincide with the end of his current ESPN contract. Naturally, that leads to speculation over whether or not Wingo would remain at ESPN. This could very well be the beginning of negotiations through the press. Do Wingo and ESPN want to deal with such questions for the next year? Or is this something that could soon be resolved now that these reports have become public, Robin? Now, how about Mike Golick? Does he want to endure another drawn-out process of on-air changes and slogging through the end of the Mike and Mike and the on-air partnership with Greenberg? Of course, the advanced uh, Greenberg announcement really fueled up rumblings of behind-the-scene tensions, as that happens many, many times, Robin. If Wingo does wind up leaving Golick and Wingo, it would be the latest among many changes in morning sports TV and the radio simulcast. Wingo and Golick have been involved in some of these changes themselves with their show having replaced Mike and Mike in 2017, but the early morning hours from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. have seen quite a bit of upheaval and turnover in recent years, Robin. So there you have it. It's a long wow. story if you want to read it. Uh, and that's what's happening in radio and TV. You know, so there may be his agent may be putting out the feelers to see if Fox has a gig for him. You know, taking all these other ESPN people. They took Chris Carter, and then they yeah. just got rid of his ass. 
Oh, there's so many changes. So many changes. That's why I'm doing this right now. Yeah. I don't, don't want to, to deal with it. that kind of daily every morning. Oh, you know, hey, there's rumblings in the building now. You know, I went through that when I was with Mike. We're doing a great show. And then, oh, one executive says, you know, Tony, you're, you're just having too much fun, man. I'm like, dude, I've been here eight years. That's why they hired me. That's but why yeah. we have the number one rated show. Exactly. And so that's what you go through, and that's what everybody goes through when they're in the broadcast medium, and it's run by 50,000 suits who all sit around trying to uh, justify their situation. But back to the third hour, Tony. So now the third hour. So I wanted, that was breaking news, Robin. Yes, it was. Now, people are saying, don't, don't do this to us. You're, you're giving me heart palpitations. Don't cut off. Don't make How about us listen to, Don't uh, make us listen to regular radio. So then if that's the case, uh, give, if you can help us out by making sure you share the show, especially in the third hour, reminding people that, that um, they need to listen to the show in the third hour so that we can keep our third hour numbers up. Exactly. If the numbers go down. Because it then, We're going to have to start firing listeners, I think. Because, I mean, you're, you guys don't really want to know the logistic, but but the way this works is that uh, the numbers on average is how sponsors and advertisers look at us. So if the numbers suddenly go down, it brings the entire average down, which is no bueno. And it's a rolling ar- average. It's yes. rolling, 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 raw hide. But I want to get to this. Uh, so, yeah, we're going to – do we have to bribe – do we have to do a quid pro quo – how do we keep people listening long? Like most radio stations would die to have oh, the time spent listening that this My show God. does. There's no radio station on earth that has listeners that listen for almost three hours of a show you every day. You guys are some of the most fabulous uh, audiences And that's what I've we're proud of because those pe- you, you great everyday loyal listeners who are with us every day, you represent hundreds of thousands of people. And <laughs> that's the raw numbers because radio stations don't have the numbers that they project to have. You know, they have a bunch of monitors out there. Uh, what do you call them? Boxes. Boxes. What's in the box? And one person represents 50,000 people. The good thing about our show, one show represents one person. And so we know how long you're listening. We don't know your side, what color underwear you're wearing. We don't know your social security number. Uh, the women, we always try to find out who they are, where they are, and we send people out to check them out. We invite them to check, uh, check us out themselves. And they usually, you know, volunteer to be checked out. And that's how it works in the world of consent. You know what I'm saying? You follow me now, Robin? Um, I am following you. I was just saying to Jack Arnold that I'm not quite following what he was trying to say there. Maybe he can expound on that. Um, he can email me at MissRobinAustin at Gmail as well. M-I-S-S-R-O-B-I-N. A-U-S-T-I-N. So Austin like Texas. Miss Robin. <laughs> Miss Robin Austin at gmail.com for any uh, tips and stuff like that. See, see you real soon. Um, and oh, 401. Look at that, folks. 401k is my is it going up today? Well, Dean said that yes, indeed it did. He, and he said he got like rid of half of his portfolio today or something like that. Amazing. It's ridiculous. It is most it's good to have a lot of money. See, I don't I don't I have a I have a fidelity uh managed account so i don't dabble with stocks i don't sell stocks i trust these people who i pay except a few years ago when they screwed me over but at least they're not charging me every couple of months to do nothing but sit in an office but anyway i want to get this uh, i want to get this out there the uh, the quotes from gabe kapler the new manager okay. who's been unsheathed as the new skipper of your san francisco bay area gigantes gigante Robert. The G is silent. Yeah, I. It's pronounced as an H. He, gigante. 
Gigante. Say that again real nice. That's fun to say. Gigante. Gigante. What up? Gigante. What up? What up, gigante? Not picante. That's totally different, Robin. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, go on. What did he? What was it? I, I'm scrolling. That's called the vamp. Oh. oh, that was vamping. Not vaping. I don't do that shit because it'll blow up your lungs. And not tramp. And not tramps. I'll do those anytime as long as they're clean and they have papers. Uh, let me go to. Uh, why can't I find? Of course, the thing about Twitter is when you see the story, you can't just freeze it and hold it right there like they do on highlight shows. And I want to give a quick shout out to Rain Moon Rock and Ranch. Rain Moon. Oh, I've been there. Is that in the desert? I don't know, but he says, uh, I haven't listened in years, but still c- continue to follow you, meaning you, Tony. Thank you. Listening to you today, but every time someone comes into my shop, I have to pause. Well, the, you know, the men all pause. Remember that great song, Robin? No. <laughs> Are you serious right now? No. Yes, I am serious, but no, I don't remember. There was a great song called The Men All Pause. Uh, can you look that up on the way out? I'm going to still look so I can search for this so I don't have to stop and then go back through my Twitter feed again to get the latest and latest and local breaking information. By Climax. Climax, exactly right. How, what better way to end the show than with a Climax? And it's also another one of those weirdly spelled ones. K-L-Y-M-A-X-X. Yes. It's The Men All Pause, Robin, is the name of the song. Not The Menopause. Which some people and most women go through, and so do men, at certain points of their lives. I think I'm starting to go through it, Tony. I think I'm finally hitting the uh, the the change time. I'm getting well. The seasons change yeah. and uh, bodies change. You know what I'm okay, saying? Here we go. Here we go. Love this song. Oh man, crank it up now. Crank it up, baby. We're even going overtime for this shit, man. Ooh. Man, these chicks were hot too. Well, Raymoon Rock and Ranch, we are happy that you have found us again and that you are listening and a loyal fan of Tony Bruno. I had my Kenneco shoes on, my Gianni Versace blue leather suit. Yeah, the the Gianni Versace blue leather suit, Robin. I still have one of those. Riding in a Cooper's limousine. Cowbells, more cowbells. This is 80s, 90s. Here, I'll show you. I'll bring up the video, and you can see that it's definitely a 80s kind of. The decades now all just mesh together. It's in the I don't know the exact. This year. is like the same same feel as a lot of. Um, It was all that Sheila E, that era when everybody, all the funk and the chicks were hot. Yeah, you're right. It has a Sheila E vibe. See, our buddy 9816 says, I heard this playing in the Sansom Street Gym uh, sauna. In the sauna at the Sansom Street Gym, this song is played regularly. Hey, Tony. Uh, I know that we're supposed to be ending the show, but um, I have Dean on the line who says that he wants to tell you something before. Wait, let me hear one more. The men all. Oops, that's on me. The men all pause. Come on, all you ladies out there sweating in the middle of the night, repeat after me. 
Okay. Yeah, this has a bad. Sheila E. Oh, vibe. You're oh. right. Yeah, absolutely. This was a great song. Okay. I may have to put this in uh, heavy rotation. Heavy rotation? Bob. Yeah. Well, Dean has <laughs> Dean has some information breaking for you news? before we get breaking news. Is this stock market? Is it closing bell? Were you there for the closing bell, Dean? Uh, I'm watching the closing bell here, and it's uh, the Dow was up just a, just a tad bit. Not much, but that's okay. But anyway, listen, I, I figured I, I want to let you know. Um, I just got a call from Jen. Do Meg? Oh, yeah? What's and, going on? Yeah, And I remember I told you they were doing a trip. The Lightning were doing a tribute. Yes. To yes. Steve on Saturday. All right. So um, she just called me. And the the iHeart, which is you know part of the six twenty family. Yes. They have they have an, a suite there, and it's called the iHeart Radio Suite at the Lightning. Correct. Well, on Saturday, they're going to name it Dumeg's Den. Awesome. Oh, that, that is, is awesome. awesome. That is absolutely. Is that awesome. is that not? Awesome. Yeah, and you know what it is? It's 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 the respect of the man who's been there from the beginning of hockey before hockey yep. even came to Tampa, and along with Phil Esposito and Bobby Taylor and all the great people with hockey backgrounds to help them get that franchise. And we talk a lot about the Florida sports team struggling, the Marlins, you know, the Rays, uh, the Florida Panthers for many years. The Tampa Bay Lightning have been the gold standard of any sports professional sports franchise in the Tampa Bay area, and maybe all of them. Now, Miami, the Dolphins had their glory days, but recently things haven't been good. But, but consistent-wise, the Tampa Bay Lightnings have been the most consistent franchise for probably two decades down there. Oh, yeah, definitely. And like I said, from day one, even before, like, you know, when I first met Steve, it was, over, it was because of hockey. And um, we would talk hockey years before they even got the Lightning, and people, it's the same thing here, you know, when you get the people saying, oh, you know, why aren't you talking sports? And it, we would catch flack for talking hockey all the time, but Steve didn't care. And, you know, uh, he was an integral part of making everybody knowing the rules, and he would explain it to people. Yep. And so, yeah, that when Jen just called me, told, actually, she called me, and she started crying. She was bawling her eyes out. And I said, Jen, what's the matter? Slow down. And then, you know, she finally got it out, and she was so happy with joy and tears, man. It was it was just so awesome. So I wanted to call and tell you. No, that's awesome. That's, that's great offensive. news. That's and I know, news. I know it'll be covered yeah, in the media so. down there, and I know there'll be camera crews. Because that's, a, you know, like here we have the Harry Callis press box. You know, and a lot of different organizations, Vin Scully, uh, you know, the Dodgers, who's a legend not just in L.A. but all over sports. But that's what, that's what great franchises do. They honor people who had a really big impact, and especially media people in this particular case, and in the case of Vin Scully and in the case of other media people who have – press boxes named after them and so that's that's an awful uh, that's an awesome awesome tribute to the great yeah so yeah um eddie and cindy from the spaders are going um i'm going karen um chris berryman and rick and all them you all the guys you know jen uh steve's daughter steve's brothers coming down from jacksonville so it's going to be awesome but i just want to give you a heads up on that because i know you'd want to know that's fantastic. Awesome. That's great Thanks news. Thank you, Dean. Dean. That's awesome right, stuff, man. See you, man. I know that's not going to be out in most media until, you know, closer to the weekend. And that's, you know, a lot of people don't know Steve Dumig. Uh, many people do, though, and especially in the Tampa Bay area. So that's <laughs> yeah, awesome. Let me get have, the last. And we have him right up there behind you. Yep, absolutely. And he will always be there. Exactly. Now, the Giants manager, Gabe Kapler, uh, talked about in Philadelphia what he learned. He has his, gi- you know, his Giants jersey on. Doesn't look as jacked up at Oracle Park today, though. So he talked about things like what he learned here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. He said he, 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 uh, 
I may have to play just a little bit of it, Robin. Can I? Because I don't have the actual quotes, and I don't want to misquote him. Okay. So can you bring my thing up here? I'm going to yep. play it right now. This is Gabe is Kapler. There, is there a um, commercial? No, no. It's, I have it queued up okay. right now. You ready? Was, my biggest learn was sometimes the confidence. A, pl- a, a confident player is a better baseball player, and that outweighs the strategic advantage you get of, of calling just the right pitch at the right time. I'll, I'll use a, a pitcher analogy. If, if all of the information says that the curveball is the best pitch in a particular situation, but that pitcher does not want to throw that pitch, you don't force him to throw that pitch. You let him throw a different pitch with a lot of conviction, uh, with a lot of energy and a lot of confidence. And maybe that's the best pitch in, in the moment. So m- probably my biggest learn is, is how to blend those two things. And, and not, to, not to back down because a player feels like, oh, I'm going to feel more comfortable if I deliver the fastball here. You still have to have the conversation. You still have to have it in a, in a pretty strong way. Um, but at the same time, like there, there has to be a bit of a give and take there. There he is. My biggest learn. Gabe Kaplan, his biggest learn. His biggest learn. My biggest learn was uh, nothing, actually. I never knew there was a term, my biggest learn. I did not either. What did you learn? My biggest learn. It's Gabe Kapler, ladies and gentlemen. Put your hands together for Gabe Kapler. One more time. You knew him. You loved him. You went through a lot of uh, coconut oil, especially women who were really fond of Gabe. I wonder how many women. You know how men masturbate when they see a hot chick or somebody on TV, like a hot news anchor or a weather chick turning sideways and they see the lovely... I I have heard this happen, yes. How many women you think during the couple of years of Gabe Kapler in here pleasured themselves watching him? Not necessarily in the dugout going out to make a pitching change at the wrong time. But like the pictures of him and his... You know, there's all kinds of photo shoots of him all oiled up with the... You know, with the banana hammock on, laying on a beach. You've seen those. You know what, Women though? do that. Don't, don't tell me women don't, Robin. No, I'm saying that maybe some do, but it is different for men and women. Men are much more visual. They will look at something and it will can turn on. Women, it's inside the mind. So, like... What about inside that area down there <laughs> that they touch to uh, self-satisfy, just like men do, except in a different motion? But But women, it's more about what they're thinking than what they're seeing. Are that's how come that's Robin, how come Dick, I know maybe if you want to get married. I'm talking about if you're no, horny, I'm you see a good looking guy, even you then. see the muscles, you see the 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 pecs and you see all the oil and the coconut nope. oil. Come on, man. No, that's how come dick pics don't work for women for the but most no, part. No, but most women mice don't look just at like vagina pictures. They're looking at the whole package. They're looking at a woman with with lingerie on. Women are looking at Gabe Kapler, topless, all oiled up, and they see the banana hammock, and they're wondering, you know, how thick it is, how long it is. Don't, don't give me these lies, Robin. It's not a lie. Don't tell me no lies and keep your hands to yourself. (laughs) I'm just saying that most of the women that I know, they like if if Gabe Kapler was talking sexy, that would be different. They were like, oh yeah. I know a lot of women on my Twitter feed who are big time baseball fans who really got excited about Gabe. I'm not saying they were masturbating to him. I'm just asking, there has to be some segment of the female population when they find a man very attractive, whether it's a singer, an entertainer, an athlete. But i got to get off because i got to do another show at 4.30 out in Las Vegas. I'm trying to get you to, like, Anyway, so think about that tonight. If you're a woman, have you ever masturbated to any sports star when you see him in various uh, forms of, you know, various uh, degrees of unclothed. 
I think that there was Something probably more men today. of a certain persuasion that were doing it than women. Well, that's... I'm just saying. Because it's a visual. Anything, that's a not, visual not, not thing. There's anything wrong with it, Robin. And just because... No. Who's calling you? Hold on. I have to say it's Kathy, so... Okay. We have to get off now. We've given you three hours and 15 minutes, I know. ladies and gentlemen. It's like, gentlemen. hello, we need to go. I wonder he's caught, though. That's the only thing I always worry about when I see guys with big... Uh, Banana hammocks. You're thinking too much. See, that's a Can we a play the go-out music here, Robin, yes, we please? are. I'm going to. I'm, I'm trying to get. I have so much doing in this one computer. Hello. There you go. Final thought from uh, 91.6. Women in the Delaware Valley made the Swiss cheese bandit look like a prude when Gabe Kapler was here. <laughs> that is your huge tweet of the day, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. And in the meantime, we want to thank everybody for tuning in today. This hat's really getting hot. Even though it's cold outside, baby. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for following. Tell a friend. Phone a friend. And most importantly, don't drink and drive. Don't text and drive. And God bless America. It's still the greatest country on earth. And don't forget, tomorrow is a two-hour show because... One we got to, the doubleheader. We have the doubleheader. So it's one to three and then six to eight. Beautiful. From King of Prussia Live, Screwball. baby! This knife has a straight edge on it, so it's very easy. Maybe in our world here, they live a happy little mountain. Thank you for listening to the Tony Bruno Show on Bruno Nation Live. Don't forget to subscribe on the Twitch mobile app so you don't miss any of Bruno Nation's hilarity and hijinks because it is definitely must-watch radio. Of course, you can catch the archived audio on your favorite podcast app like Spreaker or iTunes. Plus, if you subscribe via Twitch, you can watch any of our archived videos. We hope to see you back here every Monday through Friday. See you soon.